What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by the whole crew. What's up, Dogbot? Happy OJ Bronco Chase Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. Reinhard. What's up? Uh, and celebrating Real Father's Day. Yes, Real Father's Day. And down in the dungeon, taking notes, Grognak. Howdy. What's going on, guys? Well, just getting white ready. Father's Day, isn't it? It is White Father's Day, yes. As we stated on Tuesday, um, Black Father's Day is February 30th. So. Yes. So, very anyways. important day. Very, very. Um, also, Juneteenth. Hey, guys. Juneteenth. You guys have heard of this, this holiday? Yes, I've heard. It's- Go ahead. Uh, yes, growing up in Texas, uh, it's the day you don't go to downtown Dallas. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been celebrating down there for a minute. Is it huh? the day where you go? That's where it's for, it, it's a Texas thing. They made it like national for some reason, but it's a Texas thing. It's a Texas Texas centric thing. So wait, you guys don't go every year to a black cemetery and pour out like Hennessy on the graves. We- we don't go anywhere near them congregating in numbers greater than one. At any time, not just I, on this day. I, I was going to say, I feel right. like that should well, be a daily I mean, rule. I mean, you don't know where the herds are going sometimes, but like on Juneteenth, you know that downtown Dallas would be a total effing shit show, so you mm. don't go there. Interesting choice of censorship there, buddy. <laughs> Keeping it family friendly Keeping clearly it, in the first hour. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it is Juneteenth, but like, you know, since it's on Sunday this week, that uh Monday everybody has off. It's a federal holiday. Did you guys know it was a federal holiday? Like Well uh, that was not, the first thing it's not a real federal holiday unless everybody gets the day off. Well, it's 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 listed as a federal holiday. So Right, but it's not a real one unless everybody gets Monday off. Like like everybody got Memorial Day off, right? They got that Monday off. Right. Everybody gets Labor Day off. Those are real federal holidays, but you're never going to have. Uh, um, your, banks your are closed, dude. Good. Banks are closed. Uh, you know. Banks, you banks told are me closed. I don't have a three day weekend. I, I mean, no, I, you don't. You got. You better go in on Monday, or they're going to consider you no call, no show. I have a. Well, I, I have. I'm. We're working on Monday, but that's construction. So. Well, I was going to oh. say, Johnny. Then that kind of sounds like every day is basically Juneteenth in the trades. And just don't show up. Yeah, it happens. Well, and some guys, you know, like where I'm working, everybody shows up. So I'm one of those kind of jobs. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. Isn't you do you go to the you go to the cemetery and pour out a little Hennessy, maybe a little Old English, um, Colt forty five, what have you, and little King Cobra, right? Little King well, Cobra. Well, at, at for, work, your your break is twenty. Your break is twenty five minutes, not fifteen. I don't know what that has to do with porn went out for the homies, but okay. How, how does that you fit know, into three fourths? Yes. They, they, what they should do to celebrate is they should work for free for 10 days. Right. I mean, see, I like ah, that. That's a good idea, but implying. Yeah. Like if no, their ancestors could work for free for like their whole lives, endure the travesty of slavery. Couldn't they just work for their, their awesome boss for 10 days without a paycheck? It's just ten days. Again, I'm just saying. Implying, they can barely handle customer service, much less public service. You can, all right. Let's move on before this turns into something that people are going to get mad about and will end up getting canceled. 
Yeah, we don't want to do that because we're actually doing really well this week. Yes. We have, been, we have done really well this week. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have a brand new website. I mean, it's the same, it, it's the same URL. It's paranormies.com, but it is a brand new website. And it is pretty freaking cool, if I do say so myself. Yeah, and the response has been awesome from everybody. Thank you, guys. Um, actually, we're just looking at the site stats today. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty up there in the thousands mm-hmm. for the week already. We debuted at 8 20 on Tuesday and I already have several, several thousand views already. It's very cool. Makes me feel good. Glad people like the show. Glad people are checking it out. Um, the website is awesome. Uh, all the rollover menus and the goodies. You get your, you get your paranormies wallpaper there. You got your link to the t-shirts. You get your dissident apparel link. Um, we got to get the new logo on a shirt too. So we have, I've yeah, already been, I've already been informed that that needs to be uh, Horace told me that that needs to be a shirt. I'm still looking forward to getting a yeah, shirt. Uh, yeah. With the logo I designed on it. I know we need the horse and buggy people, the horse and buggy people and yeah, the new paranormal logo. People to not the, do that. Right. Well, that's, I think that'll be the next round will be the horse and buggy and the new logo. Yeah. But I think that's that's like a unanimous from everybody wants it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if uh if there's been like if it's been like a mail issue or something, but um yeah. Anyway, the website is great. Uh, I feel like I feel like it needs music though. Like when you when you I, we got to do get it back to like some MySpace where like you can listen to music while you're looking at your website. Oh my god! Like an Angel Fire website? Yeah, dude. Just start playing Evanescence. No, dude. No, no, no. You went. <laughs> no, I, like you started off going in the right direction, and then you just took a hard left with Evanescence. <laughs> Fine, we'll play Tool. No, I didn't say that either. I didn't say well, that def- either. No, no, I didn't. I did not say that either. However, aside from the website, you you also have. I mean, on the website, you have links to all kinds of stuff. You have links to our Telegram. You have links to our Gab. You also have a link to our new RSS. So click that and put the RSS link into your favorite podcast aggregator, whether it be Podbean or Downcast or Streamcast or Dreamcast or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and there's too many of them. People are always, have you tried this one? No, no. You're implying I listen to podcasts, first of I, all. I just do the native Apple app, honestly. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Downcast uh, always sounded like Down syndrome to me, so it just kind of put me off. Yeah, I used to use Downcast, and I still have like 1,200 and something episodes of What on Earth is Happening by Mark Passio. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love Mark Passio, though, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like big-time anti-Satanist, right? Wasn't he a Satanist for a long time, then he came out of it, and now he's like a Christian? I think I I think so. Isn't that his story? He's definitely anti-Satanist, like yeah. exposing a lot of their stuff. I yeah. have like a five-hour documentary from him somewhere. He's yeah, like that's like every one of his documentaries. Yeah, five well, hours. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was a big one. Like they're all like that, a lot dude. of uh, satanic ritual abuse and stuff. It does not that narrow it down. I didn't narrow it down at all. Not even a little. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. That was um, not even. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, that's like saying I'm. I'm. I, I'm. Never mind. Go ahead. I was gonna. <laughs> Dude. I was going to say the RSS has been doing really well too. I'm actually looking at the stats for it. Um, up over 5,000 subs in what? Uh, three days. What? 5,000 subs days? already? 
Yeah, 5,000 subs already. Tons of downloads. Um, all over the world, too. Wow. We have... We have somebody in Bhutan. Now, hang Dubai. on. Now, don't forget, don't forget VPNs exist, so. Yeah, but whoever's putting their VPN in Bhutan or uh, Chelyabinsk, Russia, which is like smack in the middle. Chelyabinsk? That's literally like 1,500 miles from anything in any direction. The closest big city is Ekaterinburg, probably 10 hours away. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys would be taking reindeer, so like 20 hours away. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, awesome. that's, that's really cool. I really appreciate everybody doing that, going and checking out the RSS and subscribing to that. Uh, also, you get the link to our Pilled live stream over there on Tuesday nights. Go check that out. Sign up on Pilled.net. Get yourself get yourself uh, an account there, a free account. You know, Put your screen name, whatever. Uh, you can watch us live on Tuesdays. That's where you can donate to the show if you like our stuff. It's like Super Chats, except not gay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like we said on Tuesday, with the website RSS, everything y'all see where your donations go. Right. Um, that goes yeah. into making things cooler for you guys. Yes, and our website is like literally dope. Like it's not like like I said, it's not like a fourth graders uh, computer science project. <laughs> so, actually, has like cool rollover menus that like animate and stuff, and like it's pretty badass. I like it. I yes. like it. By the way, who is setting? Who would who would actually set their VPN to Brazil? Oh my gosh, we have a lot of Brazilian listeners. I mean, cool. <laughs> the it gets it gets tough in the favela, man. You know, you got to listen to some my content. S- my son would do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I believe that Grognak. He wants to move to Brazil. Like he hasn't been there though. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say, go go, just just go to Ecuador. <laughs> Don't go to Brazil. I heard Colombia is nice. I was talking to. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Um, he, he likes the flag, the one that shows the. Uh, oh, High Brazil, the, the Spearing Island. Yeah, it shows, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, that's something we never talked about when we, when we talked about High Brazil. Wait, did we ever talk about High Brazil? I don't think we actually I did the whole thing. I don't think we did. We've mentioned it a couple times. We did times. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We I teased. Mean, we, we, not in great detail. Yeah, I think it was the Hyperborean episode. Maybe one mm. of the Hyperborean episodes we've done. Mm. But well, I know well, there's. Let's just th- let's just throw it in the can for Ireland then. There we go. Yeah, uh, we have we have. Oh, by the way, we have a guy who's going to help us out with uh, Spooky Illinois. Nice. Yeah. Also, Fash Gordon is from there as well. So we'll, we have two guys helping us out there. Oh, speaking of states too, a lot of uh, Michiganders came out of the woodwork in the comments um, and oh, provided right. some. Hmm. I said, oh, yeah, that's right. No, go ahead. Yeah, provided some really good pictures and uh, offered to help us out with some future prep as well. Um, and one of them provided a map of ley lines throughout the Great Lakes. And guess what? That triangle falls right at the convergence of like four. No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I don't believe it. No, absolutely it does. Yeah, because of course it does. Because why wouldn't it? Right? Because why wouldn't it? And who is it that said that the Great Lakes not only have a tonal system, but they're also big enough and connected enough that um, that large animals could easily pass between lakes? Yeah, without even having to use tunnels. Right. So there you go. Yeah. I don't have my normal headphones on tonight, and I can hear myself a lot louder than normal, and it's really bothering me right now. 
Did you take one of your phone off? I did. It's better. Uh, oh, it, it's that it, loud. It, yeah. Oof. I'm yeah. sorry. They're um they're my old studio. We're covering Mon- We're covering a state next week, right? Sorry are we? to interrupt. Are we covering a state? All right, I believe we are. All right, let's do this off. I'd say we should cover Delaware, but that's not real. There's no such place. Right. I think are, we, we are we putting another notch in the, the Ohio series? <laughs> what? Are we do, just doing Dogman the whole I'm time? S- I'm so confused right now. What? I don't remember what state he's getting at here. What is happening? Yeah, Grognak, what are you talking about? Oh, do you want me to just tell you? It's, it's Montana. We had a guess for that. Montana. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, right. Yes, yes. Oh, well, we're not doing the state. Okay, no, we have a guest. I'm a guest from Montana. But that's not like yes. the spooky Montana. Yeah, that was like, dude, you could have totally. Never mind. All right, yes. Next week we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> you like your secrets. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Fine, keep your secrets then. Fine, keep your secrets. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving right along into other. Uh, we have other housekeeping here. Yes. But yeah, definitely check out the website. Check out pill.net. Check out our telegrams. They're all there on the website. Our post office box is there on the website. Uh, you can send us stuff there. Um, it's all right there. Yeah. And speaking of the Very post convenient. office box, speaking of the PO box, oh. we got a couple of things. Uh, we got a box from another box from Rawaga. So, Hello again, Paranormies, from thistimethegalaxy.com. Please give one original collection to Dogbot, one to Reinhardt, one to Grognak. Fight over the CDs, and I don't know where Alt Skull lives, but I gave him way more stuff because his VMs are fire emoji, fire emoji, 100 emoji. Please forward the big one to Alt Skull. You should see the size of the fucking packages for Skull compared to the ones <laughs> that we all got. Like, he got like, they sent, he sent him like five times as many cards as even I got. I'm like, wow. That's funny. No. Well, you know, you know, he he's not always able to join us, and, absolutely. and he does put in a lot of work when he can. So. Absolutely, absolutely, he absolutely does. It. Plus, his voicemails. Um, if you listen to Skull's voicemails on, I don't want to sound like on like two point but I do. Um, and I find that I, I find that I can keep. Maybe it's my brain. I just can't keep up with. I don't know. I listen. I, don't all, listen, I, I found I at normal speed, and they're great. Yeah, I do too. I, I always listen to him at two. I don't listen to voice messages very often, so I think when I listen to him, because it's just one person talking. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's fair. I, yeah. Um, and if you haven't listened to them, you actually have oh, a dude. link on the website for that too. Yes, there are links to everybody's voicemail archives on the website. Anyways, uh, let me finish. Paranormies playing race war trading cards would be fantastic content, by the way. Watch how to play at thistimethegalaxy.com. It's incredible. There's even a way to play using online Steam Tabletop Simulator. Awesome. Fans made it, but I haven't tried yet. Also, Dogbot, next time you want to make a VM about a sandwich for 25 minutes, you should chill thistimethegalaxy.com instead. Don't get me wrong. I like your sandwich content, but it costs $16 to ship this, and I would like to buy a sandwich of my own. What sandwich should I buy? All right, guys. Have a nice day and keep the graphene away. Um, I would say a brisket grilled cheese with poblano peppers on a ciabatta roll with uh, a spicy mustard. Yeah, I had me until the ciabatta. I'm not a big fan of ciabatta. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, well, I mean, this guy makes his own ciabatta bread. and like, Oh, really? It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right, I can respect that. All right, I can like, respect like, that. Wait, like ciabatta bread from, I'm not saying the grocery store, but like... Uh, 
you know, like a fast food burger joint, it's always kind of hard. You know, like a little tough. Mm. And uh, this guy's it's 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 crispy on the outside, but it's it's like it's like like fresh sourdough soft on the inside. It's amazing. Nice. Oh yeah, fresh like fresh bread is always good. Always, always good. Uh, we got a couple of other things. We got a book, a small book. It is called No Natural Weather: An Introduction to Geoengineering 101. Hmm. Understanding severe weather, flash floods, and global warming is not as nearly as difficult as you think. Weather War 101. Perfect. In time for our guest, for Matt Landman, next month. Oops. Uh, whatever. I thought we'd, we'd spilled that with Brad. Oh, uh, I think, we, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. But so, yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So I also got, you got, I, I, I'm going to, uh, share my screen with you guys real quick. I'm going to, well, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Let me turn that off. Um, cause it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't work. So we got a whole pile of postcards. I'm going to put these in a mega file. They are all, um, old, like official souvenir of the world's fair, 1904 official souvenir of the world's fair, 1904. These are all like 1904 St. These are all St. Louis. Okay. This is from, yep. This is all from the St. Louis fair of 1904. And they're all like postcards and they're all in little plastic envelopes and they're fucking amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I got to put these in some, I don't know what this is freaking ridiculous, dude. But there's Holy like, you know, yeah, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, definitely take some, uh, some pictures and make a mega file out of this. Whoever sent this, this is freaking awesome. Hold on. What's this? Sorry. Can you, um, I don't want to say the guys, uh, M M is his initials. Thank you very much. M M. This is fucking cool, dude. <laughs> Thank you so much. We, yeah. We really appreciate it. This stuff is like, I mean, it's cool. So like we'll get these split up and everybody gets some. But uh, if you guys want them, but uh, these are—I was, I was going to say you could put them in plastic and just keep them in an album. That's well, that's what they're. Yeah, I was going to put them in an album type thing. But if you guys want some to have for yourself, these are like make a book out of this all by itself. This is freaking ridiculous. Who who sent the Behold a Pale Horse copy? Um, the Behold a Pale Horse was our Catholic friend. Thank you, Catholic friend. Yes, he also sent. Did you get all the yeah all the other cool stuff that I sent you? The little Catholic stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That was all. That was pretty much. Well, there, I think I kept one of the little book things that he sent because it was interesting to me. But I sent you all the other Catholic stuff. Nice, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I uh, really, we really appreciate it when you guys send us stuff. It's awesome. You know, I like to thank everybody that that sends us stuff. I don't know. I've I've heard stories about like people sending stuff into shows and like, you know, you know, not even thanking people for it. It's rude. It's just rude. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that. It's mm. kind of retarded. Thank you all so much. Yeah. We have the best. We do have the best listeners. We do. Okay. Moving on. I think that's all the housekeeping, I think. Uh, donation. Thanks. We got a $20 Bitcoin donation, but now it's only worth eight bucks. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We got it like right when Bitcoin was at like 26000 and it's at the Bitcoin's at like 16000 right now, so... It's, oh my god, yeah. it's dropped so much. I mean, whatever. I, like it don't it don't matter. I mean, it's not necessarily housekeeping, but I'm getting to go see Russian Circle soon and they have a new album coming out. When I'm is, really stoked about when, it. When is soon? Oh, that means cool. they're on tour. I need to check out where they're going. Yeah. No, when? Like when? Well, this fall. Oh, okay. So it's gonna be the fall tour? Okay, I'll check out, see if they're coming anywhere near me. 
I definitely have. To. I've never seen them. I really want to see Russian circles. They're pretty badass. Yeah, uh, Justin Turncrantz is probably one of the best drummers I've ever seen live. So nice. So, uh, who are they? Who are they touring with? Do you know? No, I, I don't really care. They could they could tour with like three other shitty indie bands <laughs> that like I don't. I, yeah, I won't. I won't care. Right on. No, <laughs> so, I'm definitely gonna see if I can check them out. But they're they're the headliner, so I oh. like, I don't like like that's why I don't care who they're who they're touring with because. Oh, nice! You get a nice hour and a half out of them. Uh, probably an hour and fifteen minutes. That's typically how long their headline sets have been. I mean, I was close. <laughs> Johnny, I found <laughs> I found the shows. Um, coming to Memphis, St. Louis, Louisville, Atlanta. So, anything Louisville, Kentucky. anything in any anything in Kentucky or Louisville, right? Yeah, Louisville. What about Ohio? I might almost drive out that far. Uh, nothing in Ohio. <laughs> Fuck you, Ohio. Yeah, they go straight from <laughs> Texas to Tennessee to Missouri. Damn. To Kentucky. Texas to Tennessee to Missouri. Memphis, you said? Atlanta. Memphis? Yeah. Memphrica. Oof. To go see Russian circles? I don't know about that. I know. Why, why, like, why would you not just go to Knoxville instead? Right? Of, of all places, yeah. Knoxville would be the spot. Especially for a metal show. I know. Annoying. Maybe it's, we'll figure something out. It is annoying. That's too. Nah, I'm not driving 11 hours to go see. Nah, fuck that. Let's go to Louisville. Oh yeah, Louisville's duh. It's duh. like four hours, five hours away. Yeah, it's five for you, four for me. Yeah, yeah easy. That's, that's not bad. Easy. Yes, Louisville Russian circles sounds like a paranormies road trip. I'm down for it. Hell yeah. Well, I've already done a concert this year with Grognak, so if I do that with Reinhardt and Dogbot, we're gonna have to figure something out. I mean, I mean, we gotta hang out sometime this summer, right? Man, I was gonna say that was if you didn't add anything, that's the voice version of just saying K, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a delay, okay? I am still, I'm, I'm back in the woods, so <laughs> that wasn't an awkward pause. That was, that was the internet. That was the internet. <laughs> yeah, tell yourself that, <laughs> right? Dude, I will mute you for the whole show. You can't do that. I can though. Anyway. Getting into, uh, are we done shitposting, guys? We didn't actually shitpost. That was like an actual housekeeping. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, but we have good content. We do. Fun, fun we content. Do. We have a lot of fun content. Um, we have talked oftentimes about, you know, certain things aren't real. This doesn't real. Space isn't real the way they say it is. Uh, you know, the shape of the earth that they tell us is fake. Um, nukes. Nukes are fake. But, uh, you know, we destroy a lot of, a lot of childhood, a lot of childhood fantasies. You know, people want to be an astronaut when they're little. People want to be, um, people want to be, uh, the other one. Well, it's, I mean, the only thing I can remember besides a fireman, you can actually be a fireman. You know, a lot of kids want to be a fireman, but the other one was paleontologist. Everybody wants to be a dinosaur guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to as a kid, my two year old is obsessed with them. <laughs> what about you, Delbot? Um, I have lots of books on dinosaurs. Yeah. Grognak? Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs are really big when I was a little kid. Especially because of Jurassic Park coming out around that time. Mm, I'm pre-Jurassic uh, Park, but... <laughs> that kills me. That kills me. I, I had my first job uh, at a movie theater when Jurassic Park came out. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, when you say, I was a kid when Jurassic Park first released, Johnny's thinking, oh, the book? Actually. You, you know, I never I never read the book as a kid. Like, it was always around at different friends' houses and stuff like that on their parents' coffee table or and whatnot. And I, I, I would thumb through it, and I'm like, this is interesting, but I'd rather read Dune. Who who wrote was was that that wasn't Michael Crichton was that it? was Michael it was Michael Crichton was Michael okay Crichton. I, I I thought so because I have yeah at one point in school I I did have like all the Michael Crichton things like Congo and Jurassic Park and yeah all the all the uh, action adventure series that he wrote yeah they yes. tried they, they tried to make Congo as popular as Jurassic Park it did not work out it actually was a much better book. Yeah, it was. I'm just talking about that movie. No, I know. Well, yeah, I was only, I was only eight years old. So for me, it was all about the action figures. Congo had a cool action figures too. So did Aliens. That's why those were cool. Whoa, um, your internet just sped up. Like rated R movies. That was weird. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Anyway, um, yeah, the action figures for the for the Congo series uh, series movie. Uh, we're we're pretty cool. I remember my little brothers had those. I don't remember the Congo action figures. I remember the Jurassic Park ones mm-hmm. because yeah, you, know, you know, like uh, KB toy stores in the mall would would have tons of those. Oh, and, man. And, and if you look at if you look at how much some of those things are online, they're freaking mint. Oh, dude! I'm telling you, yeah. I, 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 just the I fact no that you idea. said KB like, toys, first of all. Like, I should have I should have bought everything out of the clearance bin when KB Toy Stores was going out of business and put it in a freaking storage unit I and sell was, it on eBay today. I, I'd be a freaking millionaire. I, I have thought had the same thoughts, man. But at the time when KB was closing, alas, I did not care. Some of the worst, corniest action figures from like Swamp Thing mm-hmm. to Ghostbusters to Predator. All those action like, figures like, are weird. Like, are just all, like lame. All those 90s action figures go for a freaking mint. Mm-hmm. Well, because 90s stuff young- in general. Like we were talking today, um, <laughs> my, my Puss Head Metallica t-shirts that my mom threw away. I saw on eBay today for anywhere from three to $500. Like 90s stuff, dude, in general. Toys. Well, we were talking the other. Actually, on the other show, uh, Grognak was saying that Star Wars toys aren't worth as much anymore. So maybe the toy market in general has dropped because people like our age that would be collecting those toys either don't give a shit anymore or are just sick and tired of like having their well, memories ruined. You know what it is specifically? There are a lot of people who know that it's always going to belong to Disney now forever, and they don't they don't want to follow a Disney product. They're you know. It only took them, you know, thirty years to realize that everything that they put their life into is a waste. Well, anything Disney gets a hold of that's not like their original content, they just take it and fuck it all up. Yeah, Disney and Amazon. I mean, from what we know of, especially with Disney, how out um, outspoken they've been—that you know they want like half their characters to be gay or black. Or somebody of color, etc. They they're basically just fo- throwing full bore into ruining everything they get their hands on. Right. Well, I mean, this can you the first re- thing? That, sorry, you, you remember when the Force Awakens trailer came out? The very first sh- shot they show you is the stormtrooper guy's the face. black dude. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. 
This, like, is, well, this ain't your daddy, Star Wars. Yeah. Well, the only I liked it better when the only black guy was Lando Calrissian. Yeah, and the voice of Darth Vader, just the voice. He wasn't black though. So James Earl Jones. I know, but I, I know I James Earl Jones isn't really black, anyways. He's like a Colin Powell looking dude. And we didn't know Boba Fett was a Mexican, right? Well, or or Middle Eastern or whatever he was. He was or, brown. or or South Pacific Islander, or whatever. Going to say New or, Zealander. He was brown of some sort. Yeah, Kiwi. Kiwi was he a Kiwi? The guy who played him was Kiwi, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard to tell. It's very indiscriminate. Well, the guy, the guy who plays him now played Jango Fett in the prequels. He's a Kiwi, but the guy who originally played Boba Fett in the original movies was yeah. like some skinny white dude with a porn mustache. Yeah, I mean, you never saw yeah, him, though. he was though. awesome. Yeah, he was. You never yeah. saw him, though. Like, it was just a guy in a suit. No, but you see set photos with his helmet off. They, they no, I understand that, but like... His it, voice parts. But like in the... With the what? The, with the Maori guy. Say that again? Yeah, they did. They switched out his voice parts. The original Boba Fett, they switched out his voice parts with the Maori guy. So it sounds... The same. That's gay. It made me continuity yeah. of character, but like, that guy originally... That's gay, dude. Even for Star Wars. Yeah, it's uh, dumb. Yeah, dude. It, Star Wars has gotten a lot gayer. Oh, I know. I know. How do we get on Star Wars from dinosaurs? Are we, I, dude. Well, it, we're talking about a fake. Long time ago in a land far, far, far away. away. Yeah, there you go. Good one. Good there one, dog. Go. But uh, also, also, we're talking about Toys. shit that isn't real. Toys and stuff that isn't real. Right. right. Um, and that's what I was going to say is like, you know, they've ruined Star Wars. They've ruined all these other childhood memories. Na- you know, go, uh, astronauts. We've ruined all this stuff for people, right? I mean, is there any way that, I don't, was there any way that, that, that Hollywood could ruin dinosaurs? You know, I mean, they made them up. Why would they ruin them, right? Do you remember that Ringo Starr movie, Caveman? Oh, dude, Caveman was fucking hilarious. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. I saw it probably 30 times. Zug, zug. Zug, zug. Yeah. Yeah. The giant egg. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. This is a great movie, dude. At the same time, um, what was the one that was kind of freaky? Uh, Not Chariots of Fire, but... um, Clash of the Titans? No, it was, it was uh, something in the fire. It was, it was like the caveman movie. It was like the serious caveman movie, though. Oh, Quest I for Fire. That one. Quest for Fire. Yeah, Quest for Fire. Yeah, that was when I was a kid, that one was kind of creepy to me. No, it was super creepy. Yeah. And uh, I had to go see it in the movie theater with uh, with my godparents. Like they, they liked going to see serious movies. Yeah. So, wow. And, and you would have been like every other movie we would. We would all go, and they like they would have to see a serious movie. You'd have been a kid. I remember seeing that one. You'd have been a kid, though, right? Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah, I also like we also went to see Empire of the Sun. I hated that, and we also saw some uh, Harrison Ford movie where he got like amnesia or something. Regarding Henry. Oh, regarding Henry. Oh God. Yeah. Like it's so pretentious, terrible. Yeah, that they was really what, liked. They really liked pretentious movies. Mm-hmm. And I, so I get it. I get it. I have I have an aunt and uncle like that. Um, like they took us to see ET and you know the Star Wars movies that came out those years and whatever. And then we would go see something serious too. Uh, we, I didn't see them. I didn't see Quest for Fire with them. I saw Quest for Fire with my dad, and I hated it. I was like yeah, eight. They wa- they was watched it? like Siskel and Ebert and would, oh, Jesus. would listen would listen to their. Uh, decisions on yeah. movies, dude. It, that was a, it, it was like an '80s suburban trope. 
It, you know? They just did the yeah. They were doing the '80s suburban thing. They were watching. They were probably watching some. Uh, what are they watching on TV at that time? Man, I'm trying to remember what was on TV. In the '80s, '80s movies though. Oof. We were talking about that today too, right? Yeah. They're a lot creepier looking back on them than you think. Now yeah. all the all the teenage I, all the teenager yeah. uh, movies that took place at. You know, like meatballs and high school or camp yeah, or whatever. Yeah, high school or camp or or young adult ones mm-hmm. like moving violations. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Well, the high school ones were always played by you know everybody was twenty five in the movie, but they were playing sixteen, seventeen year olds. Yeah, they all look thirty two. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing. <laughs> well, um, I was in the Welcome Back Cotter scene. Like John Travolta was twenty nine when the show, or yeah, when the show ended, he was twenty nine. He was 20 when the show started. So he was 20 playing a 17-year-old. There's no way it was on for nine years. <clears throat> That's what it said in fucking... Yeah. The Welcome Back Cotter was a long-running show, I guess. I'm going to have to look that up. Grognak, look up how long Welcome Back Cotter was. Sure. What was, the, what was the show where the people went back in time with like, the car? And it was like there were dinosaurs and the underground people... Land of the Lost? Yeah. That was, I don't remember the car. They, they fell down a hole. Yeah, yeah there was no car. They were they on a little raft. Yeah, they were on yeah, a raft. Oh, and they, went over the, they went over a falls, and they just went down into the earth. And they went so down they there with the sleeve stacks. Though, with a Jeep yes, it was a remake of the Jeep with freaking, uh, what's his name? Jack Black uh, and Will Ferrell. No, no, Will Ferrell. Yeah, not Jack well, Black. Welcome back, her was 75 to 79. 75 to 79. Okay, so it was only four years. My bad. 75 to 79, he was 29. No, he was 25 when he showed Because he was 20 when he, when he first started. So he was 24. But they, he looks 30. What the fuck? Why and, these and, people... now he looks, and now he looks 45 because he keeps stretching that face back. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, it's all puffed out and stretched. And yeah, he's so, yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. They, well, what they do is they put like a. Um, it's like a like a handle, like not a handle, but a knob in the back of their neck, and they just crank it, crank it up a notch every now and then. And it tightens no, up the skin. No, there's like a little there's like a little uh, injector that they that's like right underneath the jaw mm. behind the ear, mm. and uh, they shoot up Korean baby foreskins into there. Uh, mm. yeah, softens the features. Korean baby foreskins, so they're circumcising the Koreans. Oh yeah, they're. They're the softest. Thank you. Of, of, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh well, why, why, why thank you, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Very cool. Um, moving along. Yeah, can we get back to Yeah, back dinosaurs? to dinosaurs. Dude, back to dinosaurs. Yeah, back to dinosaurs. Well, Land of the Lost, didn't it? They had dinosaurs. Yeah, they had right? dinosaurs. That was, like a, also, um, that was like a really weird combination of things, though, because there was like a whole bunch of David Icke stuff. Yeah, there's the Slee Stacks. Mm-hmm. All that. The slee stacks and then the crystals that they use to communicate, all the weird stuff. They're kind of like aliens. They're kind of reptilians. Well, a, lot, a lot of it was pulled from, you've got, um, what's his name? Edgar Rice Burroughs. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, Pellucidar, Pellucidar books uh, that are kind of like that underground, hollow earth, um, megafauna world. And then there's the coming race with uh, from Edward Bulwer-Lytton. 
where you get a lot of like the real power and crystals, mm-hmm. Edgar Casey and his writings of Atlantis and the crystals and all that stuff. The Land of the Lost took a lot of a lot of stuff from some weird esoteric fiction. Oh yeah. What rate what race do you think the little uh caveman kid is? Oh, the little monkey kid? Yeah. Um not South Korean. Yeah, that's he's not definitely not South Korean. I would say um like a like a Bigfoot sort of a it was like Bigfoot's kid, right? Oh shit. I, I bet like the kid playing it. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm talking about the kid oh the race of the kid? I mean it's freaking Piltdown Piltdown kid, right? Yeah, you know, definitely like, Yeah, it was definitely like a Piltdown kid. Yeah, like a Nebraska <laughs> kid. Huge sloped forehead, a lot of brow bossing going on there. So Man. So they found a full skeleton then. <laughs> yes, they found a full skeleton. They actually the, did. Right. The only full skeleton that's ever been found. Speaking of skeletons, uh, dinosaurs. Uh, all we know of dinosaurs is skeletons. Yeah, we're going to talk about dinosaurs. We've, we've talked about, you know, teased it before. You know, we always say dinosaurs are fake. But guess what? Dinosaurs are actually fake. No shit. Yep. Totally made up in 1842. Absolutely. Okay, show's over. All right, let's go. <laughs> Made up in 1842 by um let me guess, was it a uh was this guy a Mason? I'm going to guess uh, he was a Mason. I mean, let's Are you really asking that? Cuz you know the answer, I think. Dog so, It's called radio. I know, but I know, but like <laughs> ev- I think everybody everybody in the audience knows that it's got to be, right? That's the joke. Well, he, he was a member of the Royal Society, so I mean, yes. that's kind of, you know, intrinsic. There's that. Member of the Royal yeah, Society. Yeah, uh, Richard Owen. Yeah, Richard Owen. Dr. Richard Owen of the Royal Society, a contemporary and colleague of, oh, Charles Darwin. <laughs> that's amazing. Just, yeah, colleague of Charles Darwin just happened to be First person who ever, but he discovered dinosaurs or he was the first person to write about dinosaurs. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. Like he was the first person to coin the term dinosaur. Okay. He coined, Oh, he coined the term terrible lizard. He coined the term terrible lizard. Okay. Dino means terrible, right? They were terrible lizards. So he named them dinosauria and then, people cut off the IA and just started calling them dinosaurs. Right. I, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, but like dino is the, so Saria is lizard somehow. Is that Latin? Sor, Saurus, Sor, or Saurian. Yes. Okay. Are uh, Latin for anything having to do with lizard. Okay. That is Latin then. Okay. I was just, I was going to make sure before I went online about it. And so dino means terrible, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's yeah. It, I mean, so it seems like it would be kind of a modernization version of it, but oh. it's more uh, means awesome or fearfully great. So fearfully great lizard. I see. So putting the um, little bit of foreshadowing into the name, you know, these things were yeah. huge, right? Like or fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yes. So fantastic lizard. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And in the original meaning of fantastic. Not not like really good, right? Which is what no, we mean now. Like, like that sandwich was like, fantastic. Like something out of something out of fantasy, 
Right. Correct. Fantastic. Which is exactly where, where these things, you know, I mean, it's where they belong. Yeah, come on. Well, so I mean, unless you go to Buddy Ken Ham's website. Oh, my God. Well, Listen. Before, we, before we get to Ken Ham, yeah, you want to talk just a little bit more about the surroundings of Richard Owen? Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about Richard Owen for a little while. This is an interesting, so, interesting fella. Yeah, so, and not just Richard Owen, but his contemporaries, too. So we got Charles Darwin, mm-hmm. um, of course, the father of the theory of evolution. Or Which is still a theory. Of species. Still a theory. Um, what's that? It's still a theory. Still a theory, much like gravity. Yeah, um, or any other scientific <laughs> thing. Pretty much anything that is to do with science, TM, is just that, just a theory. Right. Yes. Okay, continue. Well, so, Anne, Charles Darwin's grandfather, is a man named Erasmus Darwin. Um, he was born, was early 1700s, I think, mm-hmm. lived to the end. Yeah, it was 1802. He died around the same time as Thomas Jefferson. Uh, but this guy, Erasmus Darwin, was a Mason and, a, and is still a highly regarded Mason of the Scottish Rite. Huh. Oh, everybody's favorite kind of Mason. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so his son, uh, I want to say his name was Richard, uh, Robert, sorry, Robert Darwin. Um, Charles' father, yes, was Robert well. Darwin. Yep. yep. So uh, Charles Darwin, while we don't see any public um, mention of his name in like Masonic rosters, he had two generations of Masons right behind him. So clearly he had the education and Erasmus was part of the basis for Charles Darwin's interest in evolution. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you like this. Every picture I ever see of Charles Darwin, he is doing the thing with one of his hands. Every t- picture I see of him, he's, he's a Mason. I don't care. Do you know how cold your right hand gets back in the 1800s? <laughs> like it's... When you go well, to take a picture... Warming up for something. When you go to take a picture... You have no idea. Like the left hand stays fairly consistent, fairly mm-hmm. warm. But the right hand gets really freaking cold back then. Is that because the heart is is well, the heart's in the center now, right? So back then the heart was on the left. That makes sense. So it would keep the left hand warmer because it was more towards the left, right? Right. I guess. And now I it's mean, been Mendel. If, if you're putting it in your in your coat down the middle like that, I mean, part of your palm's still going to cover the center. But also, no, what I'm saying I mean, is, what were, I'm saying is, no, because Dogbot said is the left hand is usually, you know, not as cold, you know, so it due to the fact that the heart is towards the left would probably push the blood, you know, for, I don't know. I thought it might have a, some sort of a connection to do with the heart location, but, but no, they wore so many layers of clothing back then. So, right, right. But maybe know, everybody was just checking their watch or checking for flop sweat. Gross. I mean, you're digging around, you're digging around. Look, look, there are a lot of steps here, okay? When you're looking for dinosaurs, first you have to dig a hole, you have to put the bones in there, Mm -hmm. you have to put all the dirt back, Mm -hmm. and then you have to dig it all back up. Right, in front of somebody. So, of course, you're going to be checking for sweat. Well, the last time, but when you dig it up the second time, you have to do it in front of people with cameras. Yes, yes, Yes. you have to make sure that they have the uh, daguerreotype photography there. (laughs) Absolutely. that reminds me of something. Do you guys remember Squidbillies? I do. Uh, yes. Do you, re- do you remember the episode where he's going to steal the fresh sound system out of the church, I... and the speaker falls on top of his head, and he becomes born again? Yes, I do remember, do you remember that one. Do you remember when he ties himself to the, the Ten Commandments outside, and he says stuff like, uh, 
no more gays except you lesbians. I'm 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 fine with that. <laughs> and uh, he also says he also says that the Jews buried the dinosaur bones. Yes, yes, yeah. Jews buried dinosaur yeah. bones. I, I think I got to hear that rant again. I got to wonder how much truth was actually dropped in that yeah. rant to make it sound like a crazy person said it. Oh my god, probably a lot. <laughs> I still never got to see Unknown Henson perform uh, his rockabilly set live, but he stays mainly in the the real South. So, like so that. okay, we're done with the squibbillies. So, no, um, back to back, <laughs> and so uh, back to uh, Owen, right? Yeah. So Owen himself is the one who coined the term, you know, terrible lizards. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, he was a contemporary and a colleague of Charles Darwin, but he was also kind of an opponent of, uh, Darwin's quote, simplistic theory of evolution. He, along with another man here, Othniel Marsh, who is very important when it comes to the field of paleontology, um, thought that there was a little bit more going on. They thought that Darwin missed a lot and that his theories were lacking hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, also one of, uh, his name was Marsh's Othniel. Othniel. Othniel Charles Marsh. What a pretentious fucking name. Oh, I know. Othniel. Othniel, what have you found? Oh, I believe I've found a bone of a fantastic lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, get this. He was born in New York, and guess where he went to college? Um, I'm going to guess either Yale or Harvard. Yale. 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 Yeah, he's a skull and bones, right? I, I honestly would, would think so. I'm going to say so. Oh, yes. I just opened the article. Well, he, he's a... He, 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 his, his mother was the son... I'm sorry. His mother was the daughter of a very famous banker, banker and philanthropist. Okay, so we know about philanthropy. And banking. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm sorry, dog. What were you going to say, Ben? Well, he found a lot of skull and bones. Or did he? Yeah, that's that's the thing. So so two guys here, Othniel and his partner, well, partner turned enemy, Edward Drinker Cope. Edward Drinker Cope. These names are such bullshit. These guys didn't even exist. I'm going to say right now that neither of these guys existed. Yeah. <laughs> Ye old person did not exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is, yeah, Edward Drinker Cope. Which is really funny because he drank a lot of copium. Right. Are we getting into the dino, the the bone wars? Well, yeah, we're getting the beginning. This is the very beginning of paleontology. So you have Owen, like Sir Richard Owen, right? So he invented dinosaurs. He's um, he's like the godfather of dinosaurs, right? He's the he's like the old guy in Jurassic Park <laughs> picture of, <laughs> and and and. Let me just make sure this is clear, too, to anybody listening. Richard Owen coined these terms based off of a few fossils that were found. Quote, found. Right. Quote, um, quote, found. No full skeleton, and I'll just say it here, no full skeleton has ever been found in over 150 years. Mm-hmm. That of picture of Owen where he's staring straight at the camera and his pupils are like, do you think that's, do you, do you think they had Adderall back in the day? Because that looks like, oh look, man, look at them eyes. The bags under the like eyes. The bags and those eyes. giant pupils. I mean, what does that look like to you? I mean, dude, they were doing straight cocaine in their Coca-Cola back then, so. 
As yeah, I w- I would imagine so. You can get heroin at the at the you know at the drugstore. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Adderall. Yeah. Early Adderall. Um. Yeah. So after after yeah. Owen's <laughs> contributions, you've got these two guys, Marsh and Cope. Um, Marsh and Cope. What a funny couple of names. I know. I know. <laughs> um, oh my so gosh. In the 1860s, 1870s, all the way up to the 80s um, is when the explosion of paleontology occurred. Right. Mm-hmm. It was. It was kind of like the gold rush. Uh, but it was it was legitimately called the bone rush. Right. It was yeah, um, the bone well, it was they called uh yeah, the bone wars. The great dinosaur rush. That was Yes, the great dinosaur yes. rush. Yeah, and um in the book the the dinosaur project uh was written by uh, a guy named Wayne Brady. Which is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Is Wayne, Wayne Brady, Brady going to have to choke a dinosaur? Anyway, um <laughs> uh you know, I, I'm between just, I'm 18. Really, oh, God. I'm kind of sad that we're not going to be using as the break song uh, "Was Not Was Walk the Dinosaur." I'm very glad we're not going to use the "Was Not Was" song "Walk the Dinosaur." Man, that but, was a catchy song. It was very stop right now. Yeah. I know, I know what you're doing, and I don't want to do that because I don't want to have to be humming that song for the next three days. So knock it off. Oh well, well, just no. Hear me out. Nope. Nope, nope, not doing it. So we're back on the content. So, yes. so <laughs> between the late 1800s and the early 1900s, so the bone wars between these two guys, like this is straight out of a fucking movie, the way these guys were uh, competitors. It was like Marsh would find bones, we'd be digging for bones, and then right next door, Cope would be digging for bones. Why is it always, these? there's always like red team, blue team. This is red team, blue team right off the bat, right? So... So with Marsh, mm-hmm. uh, like the, he wrote this book called Fossil Horses in America. And when I was a kid, I thought one of the most compelling things was the evolution of the horse, that, that it evolved from having toes into having hooves, right? Sure. As the ground got harder and rockier and whatever, it developed its different feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that they had these horses at different stages. Mm-hmm. It turns out they didn't have any of these horses at different stages. Nope, they never. No, no. And, and and some of the things that they found could have been just freaking deer. Right, that's the well, thing that was- is none of the in between evolutionary stages for any animal have ever been found in the history of ever. Evolution is not real. If there were in fact evolution, there would be hundreds of millions of skeletons of intermediate animals. Uh, there's never been a fish of ev- skeleton of a fish evolving, you know, or a half fish, half lizard, or a half lizard, or half uh, half snake, half bird, or whatever. There's no there's no skeletal evidence of intermediate animals whatsoever at all. No, Zero. and you know, in the in the late 1800s, there was a scientist that I can't remember if it was in Europe or in America, but he claimed to have discovered these intermediate species and was a, and claimed to have fetuses of intermediate species. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a human, a human coming from, from an ape, a, uh, a pig at different levels of development, horse, etc. Um, but it turned out that he was just passing off the same exact specimens in pictures and drawings and was just rewriting labels. Right. I forgot what it's called. It's Kes- Kessler's fraud? No, that's 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 the wrong guy. Um, it was like Cackler or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, I, it was in the. Yeah. It's in the Eric Dubay. It's in that Eric Dubay dinosaurs 
uh, an evolution video. Right. Um, it's but it's but the thing is, <clears throat> it's called uh, whatever his name. Keck, we'll call it Keckler. Keckler's fraud. It's called, and it's still. I mean, it went on until like the mid nineteen sixties. Like people still believed it. Up to the he used he he did the thing where he showed um the different embryos that all look the same, and this one has you know how how oh look everybody has a tail until you don't anymore. No, that's just your backbone because your legs haven't developed yet. You know, none of these things are none of these things are uh, anything like anything else. And also, it was literally the same picture. Right. Right. Yeah, literally the same picture relabeled. Mm-hmm. He had he had all of the features wrong. Oh yeah, that too. What he thought was like the kidneys and the heart and the thing was like the ear and the thing that creates blood and you know what I mean. It's like no, you you have no idea what any of this stuff does. Don't you know you used to have gills when you were in the womb? Oh, the well, gills. Yeah, they thought they were gills. Yeah. And and this is the kind of stuff that was going on, you know, 70 years before in the 1800s with Cope and Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were they were once colleagues. They met in uh, Berlin and then uh, started disagreeing over uh, certain practices and uh, basically their discoveries. They Each of them got greedy and wanted to be the best right they wanted to win um so this started you know 10 10 plus years of spying on each other at dig sites they battled over uh, one specific site over in the american west um and it turned out that you know many of the species that they were finding quote finding which again only a few bones at a time were ever found many of them were just completely faked well at the time marsh is credited with uh discovering 80 different species of dinosaurs and cope is credited with 56 right right so technically marsh won that however out of all of those out of 136 quote different species only 32 of them still remain valid according to today's paleontologists so like that's what 130 down to 32 that's like what like less than 30 percent of all the their quote discoveries turned out to be hoaxes or fakes or not or the same thing or a deer, like Dogbot said. Right. Um, yeah, and the thing is, and the other thing about dinosaurs and paleontology and, and finding dinosaurs is that uh, most of these things are found in what are called dinosaur parks, which are like literally, you know, fenced off, not fenced off, but court, yeah, cordoned off areas where everybody's allowed to look for bones, you have to get a permit, you know, they, to, to go look for these things. And, um, you know, like 90% of all dinosaur bones have been found in these dinosaur parks. Very coincidental. Well, yeah, and, Very and coincidental. It's pretty coincidental because around this exact same time, the Smithsonian was sending out uh, agents all over the country and even to other countries to uh, sites where giant skeletons or megafauna skeletons had been discovered. And they would just confiscate the bones confiscate the the perfectly made scythian type copper artifacts that were made in the middle of the american desert mm-hmm. um and they'd whisk them away and put them in a back room right they would put them in the big warehouse at the end of uh indiana jones right and then all of a sudden you have all of these quote bones of terrible lizards showing mm-hmm. up yep um, which which just so happened to only be found by paleontologists never by a right. ditch digging team never by a construction crew occasionally you'll find like oh we found something and then some then paleontologists will come in and dig up the rest of it right 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 well and i i, I think these two phenomena are definitely related to each other you see i think the uh, you see the 
evolutionary mindset taking over in academia. You see the geological uniformitarianism mindset taking over. So there were no catastrophes, but mm-hmm. there were catastrophes when it came to the dinosaurs because that's how they all died. Right, which which totally disc- – well, I mean, it only works in geology, right? Because Lyle said every, nothing – Nothing happened uh, spontaneously. Everything was gradual, and, but except for the except for the asteroid, the asteroid was it, sudden. It is the perfect grift, though, right? You invent this reason, uh, the asteroid, mm-hmm. why you can't see any of the real bones. Mm-hmm. The, the asteroid made everything radioactive. So yeah, but why are only see, the bones you can't radioactive? See the real bones because they all everybody died because of the asteroid. Right. Never but, mind that. Like that's not how. Like they they try to tell you that's not how all of them died. Like some of them fell fighting each other into a, a mud pit and got uh, overwhelmed by the mud. The La Brea tar pits. The La Brea tar pits. Yeah, they, yeah, they found yeah. the one in. They they found the one. What is it? A, a an Allosaurus and a Stegosaurus, or an Allosaurus and a Triceratops locked in battle, perfectly per- perfectly preserved. Yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Um, what what about the ichthyosaur that uh, what's her face found on the on the beach in England? Not sure what a what's her face is. That was fake. Yeah, it would, but yeah. Uh, but that one was fake though. Yeah. Yeah, that, I know I know what you're talking about. That one was faked. Like that's one of the most famous uh, fossil finds, right? Is the is the the lady just you know it was uh, in the cliff along the beach? Yeah. And walked into a cave, and there it is on the wall. Was an entire ichthyosaur. Right, just ha- just preserved perfectly, like they do in the concrete structures that they have at every like zoo or whatever. Right, you know, at the museum, the things made exactly. of like yeah. It's just and then they had the uh, the Archaeopteryx. Uh, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but that's supposed to be the. That's supposed to be the link between birds and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Was that creature? Yeah, but it, yeah, that's an Archaeopteryx. Yeah, yeah. And these, so these arguments they fall apart when you look at. <clears throat> so take for example, right the uh, the flood of Noah. Right, this is this is one concept that is prevalent in all major cultures across mm-hmm. the entire realm, is that there was a massive flood, some kind of catastrophe in the distant past during human inhabitation sure right? but you know what there's not said everything but you know what there's not dinosaurs no right but what i'm what i'm getting at is the <clears throat> where these fossils are typically found and they they always say that you know they're found so far down and they're found in these specific areas because it took millions and millions and millions of years to petrify these bones to embed them in rock um it does not take more than a year for some objects to become totally petrified, turned into stone. Mm-hmm. Petrification does not have to be a long process. It can be very sudden. Right, it can be done, yeah, like with sudden changes in, in environment. Yeah, they found, I mean, even small-scale flooding, like let's say a lake or a river, and they found carcasses that were petrified within 10 years. Mm-hmm. What, um, about the, so what about the tank, the petrified tank? You ever see that? Yeah, the petrified tank. Again, perfect example. Yep. Uh, there was a story, um, what was his name? Pastor Kent Hovind, I think, out of Florida. Uh, pretty good pastor on this stuff. But yeah, I like he's, a, he's a math nerd and a globe guy. Um, yeah, well, almost every every single one of those type of people is are globe nerds. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was one of those who was taken down pretty soundly in Edward Henry's book, uh, The Sphere of Influence. Yes, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah Kent Hovind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not like um, Kent Hovind at all. No, no. I, 
I enjoy a lot of his stuff on this topic, at least specifically. Sure. Uh, but he was saying somebody, some kid sent him a jar of, I think it was nuts that were just left out, or nails. That's what it was. It was like a, a bucket of nails that were left out on his back porch for over a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. and they've been petrified. Yeah. it's ama- I mean, the, the process of petrification is a lot more fast and alarming than some people may realize. Right. And that's why that's why evolution is a lie, partially. Yeah. Well, yeah. evolution is a lie because of entropy. Yeah. That as the, well. Yeah. Well, evolution is in direct opposition to entropy as a law. Like that's just... every everything in nature experiences entropy, but mm. for some reason, uh, things get better with the animal with different animals. Right. You know? We yeah. They they just kept evolving in the survival. You know the the uh, the fittest survival of the uh-huh. fittest. You know and the best. Yeah, manatees uh, rule out that. Yeah. <laughs> sloths. I, mean, I, I, love, sloths. I love manatees. Anyone? Don't get me wrong. Oh, dude, I love... Is there an animal that you don't like? Oh. Hmm. I don't like mosquitoes. No, I'm... All right, we're not... No, bugs don't count. Oh. I don't like... Uh, I don't like jellyfish. I like jellyfish. Can, can, all right. Have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? I have. No, yeah. I have. No, I have not. But my uncle okay, fell into that's the water why you and was stung like over his body. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to get stung by. I mean, I also don't want to get stung by you know a wasp. But I know that they do things. Um, all right. What about like an actual animal, dogwatt? An an actual animal. Yeah, like a land animal, like you know, like one that you you know, jellyfish. You know, like I don't know, whatever. I'm not fond of feral hogs, and I would okay. shoot one on sight. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's fair. Yeah. But I'm not Ron, so <laughs> you know. You know, it's Ron funny. just like tackles them and kills them with his bare bare hands. Yeah, I was gonna say he, 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 he just he runs after the jugular yes. and stuff. Like he, he he tears it out with his teeth. Mm. He's a that savage. was actually that was actually a picture of him and Abilene, the the Wolfman. Oof, oof. Yeah, I can tell. Um, you know, it's funny on on evolution. It is a complete inversion of law of ther- thermodynamics, right? The law of entropy mm-hmm. lends exactly to what these elites and these, these people, you know, the, let's say a general term, these people, what they do, right? Inversion is their plan. That's their project. That's how they market. Everything is by inverting truth, right? Order out of chaos, right? Charles Darwin's theory is order up geo. Mm-hmm. Order out of chaos, which is exactly the opposite of evolution. The exact opposite, literally the exact opposite. Um, yeah, <laughs> instead of instead of order and, and chaos coming from that, because entropy and fallen world, whatever you want to call it, um, they completely invert it, and it doesn't work. And they've tried to insert these things into you know, history, into paintings and... Um, and pictures, not just fossils, but actual like works of art. It's very much as above, so below kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it, oh it's, definitely. Yeah. It definitely it, is. It, it, I'm glad you said that. But another aspect of another aspect of the dinosaur hoax is that it it tells you it's supposed to tell you that you're you're less significant than the Bible tells you, right? That that you're that. Even though you're made in God's image, uh, God effed around with all this other stuff for a little while before getting around to you. 
right. for millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years, and all these different phases, all you know, all these different periods, and you know, like, and, and on top of that, you're just a tiny speck in a giant, vast universe, and you're spinning at high rates at around at around a burning ball of gas, and you know, you're you're not important at all. Exactly. Yeah, it goes into heliocentrism as well. Yes, I mean, it, it definitely goes into that because also, you know, it implies space because meteor, asteroid, whatever. Yeah, and and you bring up the, uh, the biblical significance. There's a quote from a historian, Francis Haber, that said, um, uh, where is it? Yeah, it was through uh, Charles Lyell's Principles of Geology that Darwin's mind was emancipated from the shackles of biblical chronolo- chronology. And had this step not taken place, it seems unlikely that the origin of species could have ever fermented out of the voyage of the Beagle. For Darwin's theory of evolution required for its foundation far more historical time than ever the uniformitarian geologists were accustomed to conceiving. So you see how the, how these pieces fit together between these all of these academics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, it's it's all part of the script. You know, they all work together. They all fit together. They're all related. His, right. fam- his family's all intermarry. You know. How could we foist a godless society on people? Well, if we if we just explain to them that every aspect of their reality is longer, older, mm-hmm. and and wider and deeper than they could, than previously imagined. Yeah, and everything that, is that, just. Just to make you insignificant, you know, you're yeah, literally make nothing. You insignificant. Yep. We're a you're a speck on a speck floating in an infinite infinite mass of blackness. Just a tiny well, speck on a tiny speck. And that was kind of summed up by Lyle too. His his motto was the present is the key to the past. The complete opposite of how it actually is. Right. Well, I mean, think about like what communists do when they take over a country. They they completely negate the past mm-hmm. so they take all way, the history away look what they're doing that's just like, like dude yeah so literally. in a way by creating all this fake past you're negating the past mm-hmm. itself exactly and that's what that's what uh evolution did that's what uh heliocentricity did that is what lyle's theories of, of geology did it's it's to erase the past and they did a really good job of it you know they used the world's fairs they used evolution they used um well, dinosaurs, you know, uh, rockets, everything they could do to get everybody focused away from where you're supposed to be looking. Yeah, it's it's like pieces on a chessboard, right? Mm-hmm. These all of these different pieces are different philosophies and uh, ways of thinking and religions, mm-hmm. religious uh, tenets. The religious tenets make- of the same religion. Exactly. They mm-hmm. all make up the same religious side, and they're all moving forward, right? They destroyed human origins to take God out. They destroyed the idea of the flood, uh, destroyed the idea of what our realm actually is like. Mm-hmm. Um, where we are, who we are. things that happened. Yeah. yeah, where we are, our technology. Yeah, where we are, who we are, and what we've, what we've done in the past has all been taken away by science. Yep. But anyways, uh, you know what else we're going to have to be taken away? We're going to get taken away to a break. Boom, boom, shaka-laka-laka-boom. No, 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 we were not, not. No, that is the last time I ever want to hear that. And no, no, Dogbot, stop. Uh, Grognak, what was that funny-ass song that you, you picked out the other day? That was hilarious and awesome. 
That was Red Fang, prehistoric dog. All right. Yes, we're going to listen to Red Fang. You're going to listen to Red Fang here, prehistoric dog. I've already listened to it. And we'll be back.
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Dogbot, Reinhardt, and Grognak. Um, we we got so excited in the first hour to talk about dinosaurs and to let you guys know that they're fake that we forgot to start at the beginning uh, with the beginning of the fakery and Charles Darwin and his fake theory of evolution. Let's backtrack. I feel bad that we skipped on all that prep that we did on evolution. <laughs> and so did everybody well, else during the break. So, Well, it's such a wide-ranging topic that's had, I mean, devastating consequences. Oh, sure. Yes, it's got entire generations of people believing that we evolved from monkeys. And that we're, like Dogbot said in the first hour, too, and that we're, we're nothing. Mm-hmm. You know that we are we are so small. We're on a spinning ball in the middle of nothingness, and created by random chance, somehow in you know total inversion to the law of thermodynamics. And out of nothing came everything, and out of the everything came life. You know, from inan not inanimate, but from inorganic material became organic material, and from there somehow came life. That none of that none of that makes any sense, and none of that actually is logical whatsoever. And Johnny, what, what what do you guys think the sound of nothingness clapping is? Because all the nothingness clapped when this mm. happened. Must have been deafening. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, you ever been somewhere where it's, like, completely silent? I heard, you guys remember, you ever see that thing? Uh, it's like there's a room, it's got some kind of soundproofing that it's, like, completely silent and people have been known to, like, go crazy from that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's really weird. I kind of want to experience it. Yeah, for just just like I don't know, just just a few minutes. I don't know if I want that. Kind of reminds me of those um, those Joe Rogan uh, float tank things. The deprivation. Oh, the chambers. sensory deprivation. Sensory depth chambers. Yeah, the ones that the ones that he talks about going to all the time, but I don't think anybody's ever seen him actually doing it. See, I would rather spend a couple hours a week in a hyperbaric chamber, kind of get that like pre-flood Adamic man energy I'll- going. I always wanted to do the desensitization chamber like the guy on Altered States, like William Hurt. And uh, like he turned into a monkey one time doing that. Yeah, that, was, th- th- that, that was a movie that doesn't happen. The I evolution is real, guys. It happened. I, I can't return to monkey? No. No. Well, so it seems. So it seems. <laughs> I can't return to Piltdown Man? No. You can't return to Piltdown Man. The first... Can evolutionary I re- hoax. Can I return to Nebraska, man. Uh, it was the third evolutionary hoax. <laughs> can I return no, which, to Lucy? Wait, return to Lucy? Tenth wait, evolutionary wait, wait. hoax. Which bone? Which bone of Lucy or Nebraska, man? Are you talking about the one that was found in the Congo, or the one that was found in South Africa, or the one that was found in the bottom of a river in Madagascar? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I work with a guy that looks like Turkana boy. Unfortunate. Ugh. Very yeah. unfortunate. Ugh. Your guy needs to get in the gym. At least yeah, you get know, strong. I mean, yeah. You know, you know who also looks unfortunate? You know the Let's Go Brandon kid with the big ears? You know you've seen him. The poor kid with the glasses and all the memes. He looks yeah. like he wants to give everybody a hug. Unfortunately, yeah. No, he doesn't look downy. He just looks very, very unfortunate. I disagree. You think he looks downy? Yeah, yeah, but I, I still, I, I, get, I still so. give him a hug because I don't. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the eyes. I don't think he has. I, don't, I think he's just. But normal, unfortunate kid. He's probably a nice guy, though. I think he knows more about lizards than you do. 
pressing X. So do you guys think at the planning meeting between like Erasmus Darwin and Adam Weishaupt and all those guys that they were like, it's like the domino meme. They were thinking like, okay, if we tip this over, maybe in about 200 years, they'll have a Down syndrome AI influencer that everybody worships. Oof. That was That was the end goal the whole time. It was the I end goal so. the whole time was a Down syndrome Instagram influencer and also uh, St. George Floyd Day, which is uh, this weekend. So make sure you guys put your pack of Newports under your pillow for uh, for for St. Floyd. See, I did that last year, but my kid's bike got stolen instead. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. He had a, also, had, little, to, little, had to get. I mean, he's. Oven, are you sure? The it, copper was just gone. All the copper in the house was stolen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying. I was trying to watch a movie at home, and they were being really loud at home. Yeah, like you could hear their voices. They're just being really loud. They're talking on their phone in 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 my apartment while I'm trying to watch a movie. Who who was doing this? Uh, them. Hmm. Yeah. Erasmus Darwin and Adam Weishaupt. Yes, apparently so. So the founder of the Bavarian Illuminati and Erasmus Darwin, roughly tight. Yeah, they were good buddies. Yeah. Also, Erasmus Darwin was a very big supporter of the uh, the Jacobin movement in France. Oh. oh, another surprise. Not not surprised. Yeah. yeah, the most overtly satanic hedonistic revolution that occurred in quote <laughs> modern history. Right up up until like all the ones that have been occurring, right? You know, up until now. Again, you know, you got to think they they probably had some of these dominoes planned out. Yeah, I don't think any of them had uh, giant mulatto ass twerking over a fire at the end of a revolution. I don't know, man. Hellfire Club was pretty pretty degenerate. They were they were, but I don't think twerking was invented yet. So. Maybe. I swear to God, if we find if we find something in Ben Franklin's journals about <laughs> <laughs> about mulattoes dropping it like it's hot in Middle English, in Middle, <laughs> you know, I'm she not doth thinking dr- about what that would be. She does lower her backside, anyways, <laughs> to and fro. No. Back and forth. Stop this. All right. Boom, boom, shakalaka, laka, boom. All right. See? I, I knew I went too far. Anyhow. Oh. So, Erasmus. See, now here's the other thing. The only name I've ever heard Erasmus was a uh, football player, Erasmus James. That's the only time I've ever heard that name. And it's been associated with black people. Um, I'm assuming well, Erasmus so- Darwin, being Charles Darwin's grandfather, was extremely white, but also yeah, probably he was Jewish. White. You think they were Jewish? Were the Darwins Jewish? No, Dar- Darwin thought we came from apes because his granddad is a a what? What? Well, you know, is an archaeopteryx. It's a bike thief. Oh, bike! Oh, his grandfather's a bike thief. I don't know. Uh, I don't Rasmus, think Erasmus no, Darwin. I mean, he he definitely had like the Jewish alcoholism, alcohol, alcoholic nose. <laughs> it was it was a lot harder to steal bikes back then. They had the giant front wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I always so wondered a, about a, that. A, I, I always thought those bikes were bullshit. Like, there's no way. What the thing's 18 feet tall. You need the ladder to even get on it. No way. Right. You're telling me that nobody, and I mean nobody, looked at that and thought, "Oh my god, this is retarded." Yeah. Okay. I mean, 18 feet's a little bit much, but I mean, these things were like extremely <laughs> large with a tiny back, tiny back tire. Um. 
hilarious. You know, with the Darwins, mm-hmm. there's an interesting familial friendship that went on between Charles Darwin, actually, and a guy named Thomas Henry Huxley. You mean, you mean Aldous Huxley's grandfather? Yes. Oh. Yes, the grandfather of Aldous and Julian Huxley, the or, father of the transhumanist movement. Right. So Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, and Julian Huxley, who is the, the father of the transhumanist movement, their grandfather. It's weird how all these people are all just related to each other. You know who Erasmus Darwin looks like? You know that one meme where the guy looks at the paper, and then he looks up, and he looks at the paper, and he looks back up? Yes. It kind of looks like him. <laughs> that does kind of look like him. Yeah. But that one picture, if you just go to, like, the Google and the one picture in the middle, he looks like he's got a big fat potato nose, big fat alcoholic <laughs> jowls. Mm-hmm. Oh my so, God. Oh no, I'm sorry. So he's, he's Charles Darwin's father, not in Robert Darwin, Robert and Charles. So he's actually Charles Darwin's dad, not his grandfather. Oh no, wait. So Charles Darwin is Charles Darwin junior junior then. Yes. Okay. So I was wrong. Okay. So Robert and Charles, so he's Charles junior. Jesus. So Charles, Charles Darwin junior wrote, um, origin of the species. Basically. No, wait, I thought, I thought Chucky did. Well, he is Chucky. That is who Chucky is. Would be Charles. There was a Charles Darwin earlier. Yeah. Before Erasmus. No. So wow. There was Erasmus, Robert, <laughs> Charles. Well, that's how it went. Right. But no, Robert had a brother named Charles as well. And oh, an, okay, another yeah, brother so named Francis. Check out his name. Francis Sacheverell. That's his middle name. Oh my god! Why are these guys so pretentious? I know. So he had, yeah, and then and then Robert's son is Charles. So his uncle is is also named Charles. I got confused there. Okay, I'm looking at the genealogy here, uh, and there's a Charles. That's the grand. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Charles Darwin, and then Erasmus Alvey Darwin was Charles, who wrote Erasmus uh, wrote Origin of the Species. His brother. This is a very convoluted family. Oh my god. Yeah. These guys suck. I know. But this is, okay, so this is, these guys, basically, um, the Enlightenment, right? This is during the, the time of the Enlightenment. Right. Yeah, like we said in the first hour, this is where, you know, evolution is taking over the history of humanity, anthropology. Mm. Um, evolution is taking over, destroying the origins of pretty much all life. Um, you know, Lyle's principles of geology, destroying the origins of civilization, um, and eventually, of course, Nietzsche would provide kind of an end point for Darwin because that was one of its, the criticisms, right? Was where does it all end? Right. Survival of the fittest until the end. Right. And now, yeah, it's the exact opposite. Real quick about Erasmus Darwin. He was a British naturalist, poet, philosopher, and physician. That is a, a very well-rounded nice. person right there. I mean, that's like nowadays people are just like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a plumber. So he's like a renaissance man. Yes, this is like a legitimate renaissance man. Well, this is oh, yeah. this, this is the Enlightenment. These are this is the second renaissance, you know, basically. Right. And he was a very, very high, you know, highly respected Mason in mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. Um, in English society. Wealthy. So it makes sense he would be very well rounded. He would of course be an inventor. Right. Too. Yes. An inventor, um, a physician, though. A philosopher, a physician, a poet. Just what did a little guy. bit of it all, you know. Yeah. What but a guy. His, but it was his grand. It was it was his grandson. It was really important. Right. He's the one who would pass on, you know, two two or more generations of Masonic teachings, 
uh, would culminate in you know, Charles Darwin's origin of the species and, and the philosophy of Darwinism, which, uh, as we also mentioned, kind of took, took root in all of the Marxist uh, societies and cultures of the late 19th, early 20th century. Right. Because all the Mar- – well, I mean, that was in atheism too. It was all around the same time, right? Right. So you yes, have atheism, – atheism had been you know, growing and growing and growing since the early 1800s, really. Uh, oh, that far back? I thought it was mid – the middle 1800s when it started, when it started growing. But whatever. Uh, no, early 1800s had been growing in certain areas, but mid-1800s mm-hmm. is when it exploded across the world. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, yes, you have atheism. You have Darwinism. Um, you have, uh, Lyle's theories of geology all culminating together to take, you know, to lie to you about who you are, where you're from, where you came from, what you did and, uh, where you're going. <laughs> Pretty convenient. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, his motto was, uh, Lyle's motto was the present is, is the key to the past. And yeah, you know, that's the exact opposite of. Uh, like what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, right? Um, what has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, how, how many times have you heard? Yeah. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> why, why can't white girls get that tattooed instead of uh, was it Lips. Jeremiah three <laughs> eleven? What's Jeremiah three eleven? Or whatever, whatever that verse is. Uh, for you know the plans I have for you. In the South, that's every every white Southern Christian girl's favorite verse. Really? I've when they go off to UT and become a hoe, and they get it, they get that ev- tattooed. It's every uh, guy in his thirties, Southern Californian's favorite band. What? Three Eleven. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting how Southern Californians love that band, but they're from Nebraska. Hmm. You're kidding. They're from Nebraska. I always thought they were a Californian thing. No, I'm pretty sure they're 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 originally from Nebraska. I guess nothing nothing shocking. Slipknot's from Ohio. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Oh, well, same thing. Well, I can see that. You got seven guys that like literally nothing to do except corn. You know, little there's nothing but corn everywhere. Corn and fat chicks and tractors. So you get angry. Yeah. About why not make some satanic metal? Sure. Why not? Right. Right now, Corey. Now Corey Taylor's like doing like little faggy cover songs and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, he's, well, you he's, do turned you quite, do. he's turned quite. He's turned quite. Oh yeah, he's hardcore. Yeah, he's hardcore vax. Right. He's a hardcore vax tard. What? I said not everybody can be a Renaissance man like Erasmus. All right. 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 Not everybody can be a philosopher, a poet, a physician. You know, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an electrician and a podcaster, so and a schizo. That's three things. I guess I'm You're a not schizophrenic. Man. I'm not. No, but I'm a schizo with a T. Capitalize that too. All right. <laughs> Capitalize my people. <laughs> See, I think I think we firmly established the base here with with evolution and uh, Darwinism, paleontology. Mm-hmm. Paleontology as a as a science is utterly bunk. Um, well, paleontology just popped up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden. You know, now you yeah, have everybody, everybody can get degrees in it, right? Well, yeah, who was it was saying? Uh, I think it was Owen Benjamin. I said he's like, I know people who are paying off degrees in paleontology. Like, how fucked up is that? Right, like two hundred thousand like, dollars in debt. Right, they're so, they're 
way in debt for something that like literally doesn't exist. It's amazing. What a game, dude. So, so I'm supposed to believe that the Lunar Society is on the up and up? The what? The Lunar Society. That's where Rasmus uh, that was like his that was like his bros was the Lunar Society. Oh. Look, um, it was just a British dinner club, okay? Right. I'm going to assume that they were also some sort of a fraternal order or magical order or something. Because a lot of these are magical orders. Well, you know right? Benjamin Franklin was part of them. Oh, they, he, it, was a, was it was a social group of learned men who met together and discussed different ideas on full moons. That's <laughs> when they would get together is to shoot the shit is on, on the full moon. Because, you know, oh, and by the, that's when you want to do that. By the way, there's a, a funny thing about these guys. Hmm. Uh, we talk about, you know, schizo and all that. Mm-hmm. They refer to themselves as lunatics. Yes. Yeah. L-U-N-A-T-I-C-K-S. Totally normal. So, like, it's the uh, it's the 1700s version of schizo. Basically. <laughs> yes. But you notice they, they, they add the K there, just like Crowley added the K to magic? Yeah. 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 So, it yeah. makes it more if, edgy. They're really edgy. Careful, Erasmus. Don't cut yourself. Um, yeah, these really, guys. What's that? I really want to make. I want. I want to get these guys together. Cope, Marsh, Erasmus, and Owen, and put them on the "It's Always Sunny" meme, where uh, <laughs> Mac is uh, giving the presentation on atheists mm. and the scientists. Right, Galileo, bitch. <laughs> so, so apparently, Erasmus is. Uh, Inventions are what inspired Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein, and she uh, credits his experiments in the foreword to the book. Really? And what what um, what inventions did did it say? Which inventions per se? Uh, a horizontal windmill, okay. the Ackerman linkage, an early copy machine, and a drawing of a rocket nozzle. Rocketry, huh? Yeah. No, so, so a, a lot of these things didn't come into fruition until centuries later, but his work was integral in laying the groundwork. Mm. Well, there's your connection with Crowley and, uh, you know, the, um, what's his name? Elwin Hubbard's buddy. God. Parsons. Parsons. Thank yeah. you. Interesting. Uh, so some of the picture- other uh, lunatics included uh, William Small, who uh, taught Thomas Jefferson, engineer James Watt, who improved the steam engine, and a chemist Joseph Priestley, who discovered oxygen and the carbon cycle. Huh. Uh, ben, Just... ben Franklin also visited the Lunar Society, and uh, he, he got to meet Mr. Darwin and stuff, too. So. Nice. So where do you think they, they, like, they got the ideas for Triceratops heads? Um, might have been drunk at a meeting. Dragons. Yeah. This is dragons. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm it, going with dragons. it's sort of like, all right, we invented this thing called a stegosaurus, and we're supposed to convince people that they somehow were able to mate. Well, I don't think, you know what? I think for like the longest time, nobody ever had anything to say about that. Uh, that's a very new meme is the whole, how did dinosaurs copulate? Do you think, do you think that, the male dinosaur just did his business on the female dinosaur's egg. Uh, in the water, yes. In the water. Well, in the no, because in the water, see, 
anyway, I don't want to talk so about So it's just floating sex. in the water and he, has, he just has to like hit the target. No, it's not like chickens like where the chicken. Game. Yeah, no, it's not like the chickens where the rooster just kind of like jacks off on the eggs. Yeah, no, it's not like that. Oh, oh um, okay. No. But yeah, it's somehow, you know, I, I don't know how like ankylosauruses would have had sex, you know? Well, I don't know. I think, I, about think it. I have an idea. Do you? Yep. How? They had to open the door and then get uh, on the floor. And then they and then they humped that's the terrible. dinosaur. That's terrible. Oh my god. That's terrible. I agree with Grognak though. <laughs> Most likely inspiration. Dragons. Yeah, I think so too, but but I, I think that they come from something real. Um because I don't want to give credit to somebody like, you know, um Erasmus or uh what's his name here? Um Owen. Sir Sir Richard Sir Richard Owen. I forget his Sir Richard. Yeah, come on, Royal Society, dude. Yeah, Royal look at look at the picture on then that article from the BBC, that picture of him. Like, does that look like somebody who should be in charge of anything? That guy looks like a fucking lunatic. He literally does look like a lunatic. He, looks like a homeless he looks person. like a smug Adderall addicted ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like Man, I definitely came up with this, and you should believe me. So right. trust me. But now, take a look at the building, though the um, natural the natural history museum. Yeah, the one that Owen founded. Mm-hmm. It looks like an abbey. Yeah. Like what is church. it actually? What else does it look like? Look at that picture from the front. What else does it look like? Looks like train a station. Of, like a lot of, or train station. A lot of other buildings we've seen. In other places. It looks like the shoe and leather pavilion. It does. It looks like lots of horses and lots of buggies, lots of whores, and lots of farmers were here. You know what I'm saying? Probably cultists, too. Mm. Well, it had to be. had to be. They have the parapets and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. This is the same. Um, this is the same as the building I sent you the pictures of the other day. But anyways, same style. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Because these things, you know, the one mine, mine was a church. This is a uh, museum. And if you look in the picture where the uh, the, Ro- the Lancaster Royal Grammar School, the picture right above it, mm-hmm. all of the like that big arch door that's uh, underground level. They have to go down into that. So this building yeah, the building is I would level. Like to dig just like twenty feet down and see see what kind of windows and doors are down there. Right, right. So, I just want to point out that by us bringing up like. Charles Darwin's creepy little club or whatever mm-hmm. he had. It's not necessarily proof that everything is fake. It's more just like a conglomerate of showing that these people all work together to fabricate an entirely mytho- I, I, I don't even want to use the term mythological but fantastic reality that doesn't exist. You know, right, the, right. The, 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 well, not a reality, a history. Yeah, like a a, a a fake history to to replace, you know, the Enlightenment was about replacing our religious our our religious roots, mm-hmm. right? No, you're right. It was it was replacing religious roots with um, the scientific religion that had been created on top of or instead of the technology and sciences which had been rooted in theology as well beforehand right so i i would say this melds with uh, call it mud flood call it tartaria world's fair mm-hmm. theories whatever mm-hmm. you want to say i think it melds pretty well 
we see the same names cropping up, the same groups of people. Yale University shows up with uh, with Othniel Marsh. Right. Here. Othniel Marsh went to Yale. He was, li- again, likely skull and bones. I mean, he was, you know, holding a bone in his pictures. I'm pretty sure somebody of his um, his family status, you know, would likely have been skull and bones. Sir Richard Owen. Yeah, and... and- and Skull of Bones is, you know, is not just putting people in political roles. No, they do all kinds of things. Yeah. That come from high pedigrees that can influence society and culture. Absolutely. Yes, they, they do do that. They, and it's, it's not just George Bush who gets to be president. You know, there's another 25 guys you know, that, that year that get indoctrinated in, you know. Well, 12, and now, and now guys, we see that they've you know, been you know, consolidating a lot of these down, right? Mm-hmm. You see the same name BlackRock crop, cropping up with everything in the modern world. Right. Uh, but before you had all of these factions, all of these groups, these dis- seemingly disparate societies. Um, but then you see, oh, this guy from this group and these guys from this group and these guys from this group, etc. On and on and on, all met together. They all were best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, all met on full moons to do, you know, pool party things. <laughs> Dude, what kind of pats on the back do you think what kind of pats on the back do you think the guy that came up with the iguanodon having spiked thumbs got I always thought the yeah. spiked thumbs of the iguanodon were awfully strange like it, it, yeah, it was yeah. super super corny right yeah. like right well if it, we're talking about like, what's the point nothing in nature there's nothing in nature that's that remotely resembles that but exactly. they're, they're like let's just Let's just add this. And then, like, on, um, I mean, the Ankylosaurus, there, there isn't really anything that, that, you know, there's nothing that has, like, a clubbed tail. No. You know, nothing but, has like, anything. Nothing like, like, other than turtles. the fantastical has ever had any sort of prehensile tail that's dangerous. Like I don't that. know, man. Have you ever looked at uh, medieval artwork of hybrid creatures? Well, there's that. There's there's okay. always that because and, and the then, Nephilim hybrid stuff. And then I stuff. even have to question whether a, gl- a the Glyptodon was real. Which you one know, is the that, that's, uh, that's a that's the megafauna armadillo. Oh yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> that that all that, that one always bothered me because it's like there there's absolutely no in between stages between this giant like Volkswagen armadillo and the, the one, Glyptodon, right. right? And then the little motherfucker that if you run over him on accident, it feels like you tore up the bottom of your car. Yeah. They're terrible. Well, that was one thing that kind of got, that was one thing that kind of got me as I got older and started looking more into this. And Charles Darwin was how was evolution ever even apparent with any of these creatures? It never was. It, there, it there doesn't are. make sense. It, well, it's taught. No. It, you're it taught make that. Sense, but if you, when you're taught that from an early age and you're taught that right. generationally over and over and over again, you know, by the time we're here, you know, we've had how many generations? Well, and to your point, you know, when you're taught the principles of geology, right, that everything takes place over millions and millions and millions of years, mm-hmm. you know, you need all this time, right? Charles Darwin needed all this time to stretch everything out. Um, right. So 65 that way you could million just say, yeah, 65 million years ago. Right. The 65 million year gap. Yeah. Yep. That's just how it was 380 million years ago. Never mind that they found what was supposedly a triceratops horn uh, that was dated, carbon dated to no more than 30,000 years. 
Right. And then there's... And I don't then, believe that, that was a Triceratops horn roll. No, I don't, I don't think it was either. I don't think any of the things they find. Well, no, like, like, like I was saying earlier, you know, dinosaur bones are never found by an excavation team or a construction crew or a ditch digging crew or a, a well digging crew or, you know what I mean? Never. If they're always found by paleontologists. No, 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 you only find, you know, only paleontologists find dinosaur bones. It's weird. Right. Yeah. You never, you never hear about them stumbling upon dinosaur bones. You just hear about them stumbling upon, you know, the tomb of Gilgamesh. Mm. I, I meant to look for this article, uh, but they, they were going to shut. What was that? Uh, Boston tunnel that that took forever to to dig out the the big dig yeah the big dig the big dig the big dig yeah apparently i think in the mid aughts uh the big dig was shut down because they came across a bunch of uh first generation animal uh fossils like uh, the like the all the shelled things and all the stuff before the before the fish hmm oh Oh wow! They they found before a whole wall fish. of shells. Yeah, yeah, better stop. Uh, the, 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 you know, like the, the crazy looking, the crazy looking sea snails with the tentacles and shit that they'll they'll try to show you and say, oh yeah, these totally existed. Look at this. Look at this one with this weird one tentacle. You know, <laughs> right? And that yeah. somehow evolved into you. And it would. Right. Oh, and trilobites. Oh, and trilobites, trilobites, dude. But oh, I yes. mean. I know trilobites. You, you could you could find trilobite fossils, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are trilobites real? I don't know. But does that mean that they're millions of years old? Probably not. Yeah, the way things can no, petrify. Yeah, I don't think so. no. Like, like the way things can petrify. No, I don't believe that anymore. You know, not anymore. So, so one of the things that they uh, used to say is that there were prehistoric fish that didn't have teeth as we understood them. They had like basically beaks they they had like exoskeleton uh like an exoskeleton sort of skull right so what what was what was the The reason the the colaconth well like the colaconth was this one fish that they said was existed in our prehistoric fat past and they found one off the coast of south africa recently Mm mm-hmm no, I've I remember when they when and this they discovered it again. Existed millions of years ago, right? Right, and just apparently, just apparently, we just haven't. But that's okay because shark because sharks did too, and sharks basically haven't changed at all. Uh, they're they're because they were they they evolved to such perfect <clears throat> predators that they didn't have to evolve any more over time. Right, that's sharks are told. the apex predator meanwhile, of the sea. Meanwhile, everything else. Yeah, even though there are apex predators in other parts of the world, those have evolved from other things. But apparently the apex predators that existed before them uh, weren't apex enough, but sharks were. Right. Meanwhile, and, at the same t- well, meanwhile, at the same time, uh, dolphins uh, once had two feet. Yeah, or, and they devolved back legs, into – they once, and, then they devolved they, back they, into they, sea creatures. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they had to devolve into sea creatures. Well, that would be devolved. But here's the thing, though, know, dude. Bears turned into whales somehow. Yeah, none of that stuff makes any sense because there's not an, interme- an intermediate species, or uh, there's not a specimen of any intermediates. However, also, where is would be the um, the biological imperative to do something like change from a bear to a whale? 
you know, where would be the biological imperative to change from a fish to a, a fish with the beak on the outside of its face? Like how, you know what I mean? What would be this? I don't understand like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there needs to be a reason for that. Right. These, these moves just don't make sense. Right. None of, yeah, none of the moves no in evolution reason. make any sense. And the 65 million year gap is extremely convenient. So nice job there, Charlie. But even well, he said, like, well, even he said in, um, in his book that the eye scared the shit out of him because there's like, there's no way that, that the eye evolved. I'm sorry. There is no camera. They've been trying for how many, since daguerreotype photography to uh, mimic what the eye can do naturally, right? And the eye is the most perfect lens that there is. And that just couldn't have happened. That just doesn't evolve into that, you know? There's no way right. that all that came together the way that an eye functions, you know? There's no way. So. Well, it's... It's unfortunate, too, that you've got guys who, you know, call out the evolutionary lie for what it is. They call out these atheist, anti-Christ academics for what they do and, you know, decry the theories of uniformitarianism and geology. But they still pick, they still cherry pick the lies to believe. You know, Christians like uh, like Ken Ham. (laughs) Oh, Ken Ham. We're talking about when we're talking about animals in the ocean, for instance, you know, his answer is ridiculous the other way. It's, well, the flood happened, all the all the water animals were okay. And that's why we have some that are related to the dinosaurs here. But all the dinosaurs really they they died out. Still died out. It was only about forty three hundred years ago though. He believes, yeah, Ken Ham believes that dinosaurs were created on day six and um they all died in the flood and dinosaurs and humans lived at the same time. Right. He's like, well, you know, it probably wasn't as fantastic as, as you know, what we think it was, um, as what the movies say and everything, but you know, they, they, they existed. I mean, look, they found the skeletons, right? He, yeah, he, he but covers for the skeleton story. <laughs> and that's the thing is if you believe in dinosaurs, even a little bit, you know, it's like believing anybody died at any of these shootings. You're validating the story in one way or the other. But Johnny, dinosaurs are so cool. They are, though. I know, and they've done that. To dragons and sea serpents are way cooler. Right, and dragons and sea sea serpents are fucking cool too. So way cooler, and you're right. But you know what they've done as as Gen Xers? Do you know what they've done to us with dinosaurs over such a short period of time? Well, you guys don't forget that we lived through. Dog about you and I lived through the largest dinosaur psyop of all. Walking with dinosaurs. Right, but oh my god, let me go. Yep, you know what I'm talking about, right? What do you mean? They made dinosaurs feathered and gay. Oh right, yeah. Oh, the whole dinosaurs turned into birds thing. Yeah, they, dinos- they, they, they yeah. put feathers all over them. And somehow dinosaurs devolved into chickens. They they went from they went from, they went from being scary lizards mm-hmm. to being angry peacocks. Geese. Some of them geese. So, geese well, yeah, really big geese. Some peacocks can be real pricks. Yeah, know? so can geese, like, dude. You know, 
Oh, geese are the T-Rexes turned into flamingos. <laughs> Dude, every every zoo I've ever been to, that that flamingo section, mm-hmm. man, it smells worse than any bathroom at a sports facility. <laughs> you know, it is, it is terrible. They are terribly disgusting birds. I, well, they birds are they, not they really... They have to be there, and they've all been... Yeah, they've they've all been uh, removed of their ability to fly away. You know, so they're just they're just hanging out in the water there, and all they could do is eat and crap. So mm. it's and know, fight each I, other because they were formerly dinosaurs. Right. I've never seen I've never seen two uh, flamingos go at it, but I always thought the flamingo uh, the flamingo exhibit was kind of lame. There was the very first when we used to go to the San Francisco Zoo. I used to take the little guy, and it was the very first exhibit when you went in. And we used to always just skip it because it was just kind of like meh. I felt bad. Oh, they weren't see, very. The ones, they weren't the very pink. Went to the Nashville Zoo recently. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's dependent on what they eat. I know that's what I'm saying. It's like they that's don't need they, to be. They don't need to be in San Francisco right now, and they need to be in Florida or wherever the hell it is that they're <laughs> from, eating the shrimp down there. You know. The, the giant remember the, right. the like I used to watch also, Miami Vice and they had the big they had that one scene in the opening credits where there was like 10,000 flamingos flying and then there was like a boat that went through underneath anyways I know exactly what scene I mm-hmm. can picture it mm-hmm. but um, yeah they didn't evolve devolve from you know Allosaurus and uh, and Tyrannosaurus Rex and Stegosaurus. So what what did Stegosaurus devolve into? Or did just all dinosaurs generically devolve into chickens? You know? I don't know. Pangolins? Right. Well, yeah, pangolins. They're kind of dinosaur-y. Real life, real life Pokemon. Right. Sloths are actually very prehistoric in general. They're just, you know. Okay. Yeah. So how did Megatherium? turn into that your garden variety sloth down syndrome i i no i i don't understand like even there's nothing intermediate no there no. isn't and and if we haven't said it enough in here there has never been an intermediate species ever discovered for humans animals lizards anything right anything and, and that's ever. that was one of the biggest. That was one of the biggest uh, red pills, or I hate that phrase, but one of the biggest awakening moments for me when it comes to prehistoric animals was that uh, there are no intermediate stages. You know, they'll show you like this is what old armadillos look like, Glyptodon. Okay, well that thing is freaking huge. It's as big as a Volkswagen. Right. Where are where the, are ones, the that ones that are in between? between? Oh, we haven't found them yet. Right. Where's the one that's the size we of a coffee table? You, you haven't found anything in between. Nope. With any like, of them. I haven't found anything remotely. There would have to be something. Like, it doesn't just go from this to this. Well, uh, this is the granddaddy of armadillos. Okay. Well, then they're like, why did they evolve to get smaller and stupider? Because I like armadillos, but they are stupid animals. Yeah, they're, they're not very intelligent. You don't want to run over one. And you don't want to run over one in a sports car. It is. <laughs> This is not good. I w- I okay. Uh, no, that that's bad. Yeah, you'll fuck your car up really bad if you run over an armadillo. Yeah. Okay, so I, no, you're you're absolutely right. There is no. It'll wake your ass up. <laughs> there are no records of any intermediate 
species of anything ever in the history of ever, ever. So yeah, evolution is fake. I mean, like, oh, we have all these dinosaur bones, but you can't see them because they're radioactive because, you know, reasons, because uh, the the meteorite that exploded in um, Mexico, right? That's where, the, that's where the, the one they say, that not that the one that killed everybody? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The Yucatan. In the Yucatan. Yeah, in the Yucatan. Yeah, in the Yucatan yeah. and the, down there in Mexico. Yeah. And... Um, it blew up everything and it blew the entire atmosphere up. This one asteroid came in and blew up the whole earth and killed. Uh, and then global warming was so bad that everything died, except for some reason, everything didn't. And now we have chickens and people and, um, you know, uh, 40 hour work weeks and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what we do, what we do have evidence for though, we have evidence for the existence of certain species of megafauna, mm-hmm. which have been repurposed as dinosaur bones. Right. Uh, we have giant humans or human hybrids right. that have and, also been repurposed as part of these bones. And don't forget that uh, during the same time as this dinosaur rush, you know, the Smithsonian was going around and collecting any sort of giants, giant relics, you know, whether it be bones or... Um, Anything else like you know pottery or like you were saying like the uh, like the Amalekite, uh, what was it? The uh, what, what kind of tools and, and armor or whatever? Oh, like uh, Scythian. Yeah, tools yeah. and and the proto Scythian armor, stuff. Scythian style yeah. artwork, right? Gold tipped spears that were eight feet long, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah, just you know, just found in the Grand Canyon by a miner in the eighteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Disappeared, never to be seen again. Smithsonian. But that's but who hey, gives you. Here's these. Look at these really big lizards. Right, right. And here's these really big lizards. And then the push for the dinosaurs. Um, and now every kid has seen, you know, all the dinosaur movies eight thousand times. And now, now what's funny is the big scary T Rex is the, the um, uh, what what is his personality disorder? The T Rex on on Toy Story. He's uh, what would you call him? He's like like neurotic almost, like a Jew maybe. Yeah, anxious. Yeah. Anxious. It's very anxious and not very, not very strong, and not the big, the biggest, you know, dinosaur in the jungle, right? Yeah, he had social anxiety disorder. That's what it was. Social anxiety disorder. Thank I you. like the TV show Dinosaurs with oh. Jim. Hen- that was oh awesome. yeah, the Jim Henson. Yeah. Jim Henson. That was just creepy enough. Yeah, that a- was uh, that was a little meta uh, sort of. Uh, you know, the family sitcom was still super huge at the mm-hmm. time. Yep. And so it was they were, they were trying to do like, something with the, the suits. Yeah. It was like very much like the modern Archie Bunker sort of um, married with children, but dinosaurs with the baby. It's called the dad, you know, like disrespectful kid and dad who's, you know, it's just the same budget. budget the budget was out of control for that shit too. Right. Oh yeah. I remember that. I remember that show. I, watched, had, I mean, I they watched, had to produce. I watched had to produce all, all the different suits, the mm-hmm. sets. And, mm-hmm. Well, in general, I mean, in the last 20, 30 years, you know, they've, they've humanized this dinosaur concept so much. 
I mean, talk about making them feathery and gay in the eighties. I mean, they they've just made no, them no, straight no, no, gay. No, 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 no. They did that in the in the late nineties and early. Yeah, those. Yeah, that was in the eighties. In the eighties, they in the eighties they really took off in the late. They were they were scary lizards. Right. They were either scary lizards and you know, or they were um you know land before time. Right. That's, Which you that's, had. That was my. You had your, like, you had your good dinosaurs. Kid was all the Land Before Time movies. Oh yeah. Which you had your good dinosaurs and your bad dinosaurs. You know. Right. They're not. They're not all bad. Okay. They're big, but they have feelings. Right. They eventually in the third the movie you find the out guys. Yeah. The herbivores are the good guys because they don't eat other dinosaurs. The other ones they you have to eat other dinosaurs because they're carnivores. That technically makes them bad guys. But they have, you know, the herbivores can talk, too. but the carnivores are so they're so savage and primitive and mean that they can't right. even talk. Right. All they can do is roar with their tiny little arms. I always thought that was so funny how the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm like, how the fuck does he do anything with those things like at all? Like, he got a bone uh, stuck. Like, apparently, you know. apparently, in walking with the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. I think didn't they explain that the tiny arms were used for the mating process? That there, it was to uh, to to stimulate the female. That doesn't make any sense. I don't believe whatsoever. that at all. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I would that. rather believe that the tail was the primary way of stimulation than. Okay, everybody, knock it off. Well, uh, and then they went every- on to say that the the tail doesn't drag; that the tail uh, is is pointed out, so it can run really fast. Right. The so tail was like, like a rudder to run, but yeah. All, yeah, all of a sudden, because I remember when I was a kid, the Tyrannosaurus Rex walked almost kind of upright, like Godzilla, right, and dragged his tail with his little arms. Like and Godzilla, now, it walked. It, it walked like it was like freaking Godzilla, right? Yeah, you know, but with a big head, right? Yeah. And now, now, now they bend over, and the tail goes out like mm-hmm. a runner, right? And so yeah, like so the, yeah, it leans over, and it's and its arms. So, like, in but the there Jurassic was, Park movies, they never decide to go with the feathers. No. No, they're they're sticking to the uh, proto dinosaurs. Man, walking with dinosaurs, man. I remember, I remember this series, man. I watched the entire thing. I have it on DVD. You do still? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep the dinosaur stuff to a minimum on TV. Mm. Give him the proper age to get into dragons. He's already obsessed with David and Goliath and loves giants. So oh, there you um, go. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, so the Walking with Dinosaurs series was um, kind of one of those things, like a precursor to the mermaids thing, even where they mixed CGI with like real locations and stuff, you know, to make it make it seem more real, to make you buy into the lie even harder. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, many such cases. Oh yeah, totally many. But like, I watched I watched the shit out of that series when it was on. Uh, dude, that whoever sent you that tweet with uh, the the painting was it a painting that Ken Ham posted with the, Yeah, well no, it's a diorama. A diorama. It's a diorama somebody made. Yeah, a diorama that somebody it's, made. It, it's 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 an exhibit I think in one of his uh installations. Mhm. It's I think it's at the he only has an installation. It's the um is it the uh Creation Museum there in Yeah, it's in Cincinnati. Creation Museum in where? Cincinnati. Oh, okay. I he was didn't gonna, do the arc. 
That's where the yeah, it's the arcs in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I I get that. Con- all right. It's the same place. I was, all right, same place. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to go there a few years ago with somebody, and it turns out that anyway. Uh, did they have Did they have <laughs> Skyline beforehand and had to call you in the morning and, and yeah. cancel plans? Yeah, there's Skyline. Yeah, that, involved, I mean, yeah. many such cases. Yeah. He had a four way. Yeah. He had a four way and uh, ended up going out the two way. So, oof. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I, I guess it's that month. Yeah. Okay, then. So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens when with the Skyline, you know. Uh huh. So, what you've never, that's what they call, I don't know, that's what they call when you get the chili, you, you know, there's the one way, two way, three way, four way, and each way, I guess, has a different le- level of topping, you know. Jeez, uh, onion, yeah, still sounds yeah. gay to me. It does. It, it does. Yeah, I don't get it. There's yeah, it cinnamon and like chocolate, dude. I found out there's yeah. actually chocolate in it too. It's not just cinnamon. Chocolate. There's cinnamon it's and co- chocolate. Can we talk about Ken Ham? Yes, I'm Ken Ham. Raged. So Ken Ham uh, has this diorama which has and it looks like a gladiator arena where there are like. Uh, I guess Christians in the middle who would normally be fighting lions. There's lions on one side and there's dragon on the or a dinosaur on the other side. And then there's like a Cyclops and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I would read that book. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty well painted. It's pretty well done diorama. Mm-hmm. No, it's very, it's a very uh, well done piece of art. It's, it's uh, very realistic in a way in a kind of a way it looks a little tiny bit like something that the, um, the dolly, computer that we were talking about recently the ai thing would would, uh, would have done <laughs> well you could see the emotion in the crowd the elation mm-hmm. at the death and destruction in front of them and uh it's it's pretty it's pretty nice diorama i guess we're going to put it uh on the website for people to check out yeah just repost that to me so i can see it what that's all right it's in the it should be in it's one in of the, the channels it's in our prep chat yeah it's in one of the like, I'll, I'll look forward again. Like, yeah. man, after I forward a tweet, I got no other way of getting back to that thing. Yeah, like, they're gone. Just, they're gone. They yeah, could be gone forever because way. people's yeah. people's accounts get get just poof and they're gone sometimes. Well, All this right, one. I'll this, search for it. Well, this particular tweet won't won't because the person who posted it, I think, was a blue check, and the reason he posted it was to mock it. Mm. So, like, it, the, all the replies are people uh, saying. Stuff like "Where's my Jesus riding a pterodactyl?" and stuff right, like that. yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, what we didn't get to talk about that. I wanted to talk about was uh, the Trevor Valley uh, thing, the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh yeah, where he had we can do something on that a little later. Yeah, he had the big fat uh, paleontologist, rock star paleontologist, who also apparently you know eats dozens of donuts at a time. Um, do his I, whole what? Oh no! All right, go ahead. I was going to say that whole thing was terrible. I watched. I watched some of it again today, in preparation oh for this. I, I didn't get a chance to talk about uh, Waldemar Uslerud. Uh, Waldemar Uslerud. Uh, Who's that? Yeah. Well, he he founded Mexico and uh, Acambaro. These uh, dinosaurs. These like these these little dinosaur clay sculptures. In huh. 1944. Oh, those things. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about all that. Yeah, it looked like a fucking kid make them. Right. Like, well, it's yeah, primitive like, art, uh, DB. It's primitive art, you know? The primitive obviously well, means, um, you know, dumber. 
Whatever. Well, all, all, all the South American primitive art was actually uh, fairly symmetrical. There, there. It, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of design in a lot of the primitive art. It, mm-hmm. This stuff looks this stuff looks like the kind of shit that you go pick your kid up from kindergarten. And you're like, Dad, look at the clay monster I made. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's also stuff like the uh, the suicide of Saul painting that was supposedly painted in the 1500s and shows like people riding Brachiosaurus. Oh yeah, there's that too. Stuff. And then there's I, the then there, there's all those with the uh the the stone balls that have all the different carvings and there's all kinds of art that they, you know. They you mean they took my Dinotopia away from me? Oh, that was another popular 90s dinosaur thing. Yeah, yes, Dinotopia. Dinotopia. Yep. Like everybody had that coffee table book in the 90s. Yep, that book yeah. and then they did a TV movie that was terrible. It was awful. I remember that. Horrible. Oh my god. Oh man. <sighs> I remember not being uh, impressed with it. Yeah, I just remember watching it because I liked the lead female that was in it. Well, okay, quote female. Damn it. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. We gotta look that one up. Yeah. Uh oh. But man, in the in Dinotopia, wasn't there like a bunch of guys that rode pterodactyls? Mm-hmm. As, yeah, it was. Yeah. It it was like a cool steampunky uh, yeah. pre-Victorian you know dinosaur society. And they weren't stupid. They were all smart. Right. So they were they, all they, Erasmus Darwins. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's just They're a, all in the just lunar a, society. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh man, you can't. Did you, you guys, can't have nothing. Did yeah. you ever? Did you ever see the cartoon Dino Riders? That's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Yes. They had toys for that too, of course. I remember Dino Riders as from well. Kenner. Uh, toys. Yep. From Kenner's Dino Toys. Yeah. There were dude all the dinosaur games, like video games, and all the dino, all the dinosaur everything. I still have in my possession an unopened one of those wood uh, brontosaurus skeleton puzzle, not puzzles, but models. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had one of those. I had one when I was a kid, and I found one at a thrift store unopened. I got it for like three bucks. Like, Dang. Yeah, I'm not opening it. <laughs> um, well, so if we're if we're getting towards the end of this one here, I mm. know uh, we I we obviously have more. Oh yeah, right? we have we're way gonna, more. This is There's, the first in in a few. Because you know, not just letting you know that dinosaurs are fake. We're gonna, we're going to tell you what we think dinosaurs really were. Later. Short answer. Later. Yes. <laughs> the short answer. You're gonna have to tune into part two. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Also, real quick update. Speaking of uh, Ken Ham from earlier, mm-hmm. um, in November 2021, it came out that Ken Ham wanted to build a reconstruction of the Tower of Babel for oh his gosh, artwork right. exhibit. Yes. And the whole point was to bring together, was to shatter racism and bring together all cultures mm. to show our shared history oh, God. through Noah. And according to Answers in Genesis, uh, March of this year, uh, Babel Tower of Babel reproduction is is coming. They're still working on it, and they're going to build like a full ziggurat. Wow! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be a good idea to go I, to yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea but to build. Just, how about how about it's not a good idea to even build it? It's bad idea. You know, just to even build it is a bad idea. I mean, they, I mean, the UN, the UN headquarters is the Tower of Babel. Right, they it's that. already there. Yeah, you don't have to replicate it there. Pal. Oh, it's gonna have a ride. Oh, it's oh, it's gonna have a ride, all right. Yeah, <laughs> straight down, straight down, baby. That's right. I, I honestly, I said this when I first saw the the thing 
a year ago, over a year ago, it was like, mm. I did not have Ken Ham being the new Nimrod. <laughs> like, that comes out of left field. Everybody's talking about Trump being the Antichrist, Klaus Schwab, Prince Andrew. I, I'm sure somebody in Ken Ham's life has called him Nimrod. Mar- yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> many people. Many people have probably called him Nimrod. But I, I, I would not have expected Ken Ham to be the uh, the return of the Antichrist spirit. Right. He was he's gonna bring he's just gonna we're just making a model. It's just a model. I don't I don't know. Ken Ham is about as real a name to me as Edward Drinker Cope. Right. Yeah. That name's gotta be in the show title somewhere. Good lord. Mm. Othaniel. Othniel. Othniel. Yeah. Othniel okay, that sounds like a character. That sounds like a character out of like forty k, right? Oh, no, it's 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 a very pretentious British. Othniel, come over here. Othniel, come have a look at what we found. Daddy, are you going on safari? No, you twit. It's called a wow, dig. That's kind of harsh for a dad. It's called a dig. Anyways, safari. Safari is when you hunt. I'm, You're I'm digging. I'm Don't up. be a twat. Get your shovel. Good. Ophniel means Lion of El, Goddess Force. Oh, boy. From Hebrew. From Hebrew. From Hebrew. From Hebrew. So, of course, there they got to steal They gotta steal the name. And oh, that's who it was. Okay, Ophniel is in the Bible. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Oh, oh. okay. Anyway. In the book of Joshua, his brother of Caleb. That is a lesser used uh, biblical name, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, yeah, yes, it I is. don't think I've ever heard it. Wait, he was the he was the less popular brother of Caleb, the guy who was you know eighty five years old and was like, "Hey, can you give me this city? I'll go kill all the giants." <laughs> I still feel like I did when I was twenty. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Lion of El. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice inversion there, guys. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, these people. So yeah, and according to Ken Ham, dinosaurs were originally all vegetarians. Don't worry, uh, too, man, he believes, dude, he believes, okay, so Ken Ham believes that Noah brought dinosaurs on the ark. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, also, what kind of programming is it that they made all the good guy dinosaurs vegan and all the bad guy dinosaurs meat eaters? Well, because it has to do with killing, and only bad guys kill. Yeah, only, oh. only bad guys kill anything ever mm. and eat eat other because it's basically cannibalism right that's right. how it was always presented to me yeah it's cannibalism dinosaurs eating other dinosaurs is cannibalism i'm like like you know but they're different species of dinosaurs so it's different right so when it'd be like just like out here in the wild you have a bear eating a rabbit yeah i had somebody that. tell me one time it's like well, fish. well does that mean that you can eat somebody from africa because they're different than you it's a very interesting I, I, point I mean, I don't want to. Right, I'm not I mean, saying I don't want to go anywhere near them, either. But yeah, yeah. but like, but still, but I mean, it, does that? I mean, is we that... just did a dewormer. Uh, we did a deworm cleanser earlier this year. Right. Yeah, I don't want to undo all of that. Yeah, I probably probably already have. I need to do another one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I gotta get more of the blackberry, the the walnut drops. Yeah, I've yeah. I've lost stuff a significant amount of fat since the last time we did that. So that stuff doesn't actually taste bad after a while. No, no, it, no, 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 it does. No, it doesn't. It's terrible. It's I just took it straight. I, did, I yeah. didn't think it was that bad. Straight with water, I mean. Yeah, I would do I would do a shot in water and just just do it like a shot shot. Yeah, I kind of liked I, it. I did a shot in water. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, Ken, Ken Ham, um, 
Yeah, just still propagating the myth. He just says, if you look at the Bible Dude. and you look at the timelines, then they really existed alongside humans only about 4,000 years ago. Right. So, but like this, but like his, his thing is that dinosaurs died out because of three reasons. People, oh, I'm sorry. It's very vague, the last one. But human activity and climate change were two things. Like climate change, dude, really? Lack of food, yeah, disease. Right. Lack of food, like, okay. right, sure. Um, so they couldn't eat humans anymore? Plants just went away totally? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. Hypsilophodon, just, the Hypsilophodon foxy was the, uh, the, first, the very first dinosaur bone discovered, by the way. According to probably made probably made in India at the time. Mm. Um, and then you have you know Tyrannosaurus Rex was first described in 1905. It took them it took them that long to come up with the big bad guy dinosaur. They, yeah, and they've come up with a few uh, rival bad guys mm-hmm, since mm-hmm. then. Uh, it, the Velociraptor being the pack animal bad right, guy, right? You know? Similar. Yes. Similar in in level of danger, you know, still a boss level if you can counter a pack. So, do you think they've actually found a talon of anything that no. is supposed to be the uh, the the death blade talon of the the Velociraptor, or you think it was like from an actual bird or something? Or, or they from didn't a find or, or 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 they never found any any of them at all. Right, they never found any talent at all. They just assumed they had one. They, yeah, they assumed they had one. Um, but also, um, yeah, have you seen cassowaries? I would, I would venture to say that whatever talent they think they discovered was, I mean, if it was a legitimate find, it was probably a claw from something that you know every culture, every major culture on every continent has throughout their mythology and cave paintings and art. And it's not a dinosaur. Mm. All right. Damn. Um, this is this Ken Ham article, like his his article on dinosaurs. I love his conclusion the best. Yeah, the dinosaurs. Conclusion? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> they're just they're missionary lizards. Yes. Mich- as Christians, we can use dinosaurs as missionary lizards. We can take what is popular with the culture. And show how God's word explains it better. I mean, while that is true, that last line is true. You can't sure. do that with dinosaurs, you know. So he yeah. thinks he, he thinks outright lies. And Leviathan are are dinosaurs, right? There in the Bible, like nobody, like nobody. I've never heard any biblical scholar refer to either of those as anything but um, not actual monsters and creatures, right? Like, what have you heard them refer to as? Uh, forces of nature, right? Oh, eh. mm, I've, I've heard that. I mean, I've heard that, but mainly, mainly from like atheistic mm-hmm. biblical scholars. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I would, I would venture to say they were creatures. They weren't dinosaurs, but they were definitely creatures. Yeah. of some kind. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we don't even know the dating of Job. I always was brought up thinking that Job was pre-flood. Well, my, I mean, there's also. The fact that like nobody knows anything about Job, nobody. yeah, I mean, like literally, literally nothing, literally nothing. So Job could literally be like not really part of the Bible. Oh, I, th- I mean, I think it is. I just we just get no context as to when it was. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's like no author. There's no anything. It was just found. There you go. 
Drinking cope missionary lizards. <laughs> cope drinking missionary lizards. Missionary lizard drinking cope. Um, we'll, 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 we'll work uh, it out. We'll work it out. All right. <laughs> but missionary lizard is terrible. I mean, he does know, like, what 95% of the culture refers to the term missionary as, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he does, but I'm actually I'm sure he doesn't. He's Ken Ham. He's a he's a he's a very hardcore Christian. Um, is he a scientist? Is he be a scientist, paleontologist? Anyway, but, but he, using using dinosaurs to to help people get into the Bible sounds so freaking retarded to me. It like, is. It is retarded. No, and it's not. It's not not retarded. It's definitely retarded. However, like heck, check out my dinosaur exhibit. Come a little closer. Hey, I yeah. got this pamphlet. Right, it's very yeah, <laughs> well. His chick tracks have dinosaurs in them, you know. Have you heard? Of, uh, look, yeah, right, right. Like instead of instead of footprints, it's uh, it's dinosaur prints, mm. you know. Mm. Where there was only one set of footprints, that's because the dinosaur ate my nigga that was walking with me. I mean, his his <laughs> right his his concept isn't wrong. I mean, that's I mean that's kind of what I do with the Genesis six narrative, except you know. One is actually biblically sound, and the other is not. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. sorry, Ken Ham. Yeah, Ken Ham's kind of um, like, I, dude. D- the the Bill Nye Ken Ham debate was terrible, but also hilarious. Oh my god, yeah. that was theater at its clowniest. Yeah, there's two retards beating each other. <laughs> Just when you thought you couldn't get any cringier, you know, it was pretty cringe. Anyways, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we have a lot more to say on these subjects later. Um, at. Mm, we have a guest next week and then uh, some more content for you after that. Make sure you go check out our new website. Same name. New look. Uh, check out all of our telegrams. Um, dissidentapparel.com for shirts. What else did I miss? Buy our shirts. I said, I check us out on literally on Tuesday, 7.30, 8.30. After I, you buy our shirts. I literally just said, yeah, buy the shirts. Uh, we're going to get out of here. We have a creepy pasta for you and, um, we'll see you live on Tuesday on pilled D live and honesty, eight thirty Eastern. All right. Right here. Later. Time travel makes you gay. Shoulders aching from the pack on his back and feet blistered from travel. Lorenzo Divaldi paused his march waiting up for the stragglers. He shifted weight from one leg to the other, trying to give each a moment of reprieve from his heavy load. They had been taking the caravan west for days, traveling at breakneck pace through the savannah, a long stretch of plains set into the horizon ahead. They entered the valley early in the evening, and the band of merchants and gypsies refused to make camp in the refuge of the hills. Now they crawled across open fields with the mouth of passage spilling them out into miles of open land. Tall grass up to the elbows. It was a large caravan of travelers. Some merchants use the trade routes sparingly when they find ample protection. Today, they had Lorenzo and two other hired hands. There was a good reason the savannah was neglected some caravans cut out the mountain passages by going through the lowland plains, only to never appear in their planned destinations. Many rumors swirled around the circumstances, but none provided an explanation. When the price was right, or perhaps the illusions of a good gamble occurred, 
a team such as this assembled to brave the open plains. The rumors and tales of disappearing caravans began in whispers before they broke out into loud muttering. A few hundred paces into the grass brought the anxious crowd to a more acclimated temper, although the bustle of nervous twitching never completely stopped. A crying child in the rear flank of the caravan finally began to slow before cutting off abruptly. The hired guards looked to one another and made certain they returned eye contact, passing hand signals to quiet the crowd. They did not want unwanted attention here. Whimpering, bundled children were cradled frantically as women were hushed. An old lush, unaware of the world around him, was slapped in the back of the head for continued jabber. His tobacco chews slipped down his chin as he stumbled over the tall grass and disappeared. Lorenzo, our hired escort, saw the old cartographer go down. He already considered himself underpaid to insist. But reluctant to turn course, he held his gaze in the area while the caravan quickened pace. Suddenly, the surroundings started to give a menacing undertone, as too much time had passed with so little sound. The old mapmaker hadn't even made a sound after disappearing from view, and the light of the moon began to roll from bright to dark as the clouds moved in the wind. The tall blades of sawgrass around the men began to dance in the wind, and the space between the caravan and Lorenzo grew and grew. Finally forced to act, he began towards the place he saw the old man go down. Felix, you old fool, get up! As he closed in on the spot he expected the man to be, he came across only his satchel, an armful of scrolls, and a coin purse. No. Lorenzo looked back at the caravan on time to see two dark forms skulking through the grass field and flanking the group. His first instinct was to call out and yell to the guards, and then he realized his predicament. A low growl split through the night air around him, and two more hulking forms passed on either side of him, only a few feet away. He couldn't just watch them be attacked. His duty was to guard the lives of these travelers. He began to pull his sword from its bronze sheath and raise it up above his head to point to the skulking figures in the grass. As he opened his mouth to scream, a hand collapsed around his mouth, and his sword was enveloped in the rancid palms of a knoll. A knoll. Children of the Lord of Slaughter. Actual spawn of the demon Yinogu, and true walking terror on land. Lorenzo's sword fell to the grass as his arm was twisted violently, and with enough force to pick him up off of his feet. All at once, he felt a crack as his forearm twisted to an impossible form behind his back. The pain shot through the arm up to his shoulder, as he became convinced his arm would be ripped clean off. The knoll stank of rot and infestation. A greenish-yellow fur covered its body, with sickly brown spots dotting its form. The fiend certainly resembled a hyena, yet it stood on two legs and towered over the man, holding him like a helpless child. 
He could feel its hot breath on his neck, even though his boots could not touch the grass. He expected death. A jagged blade cut across his belly while he hung helpless in the air, but, but death did not come. He realized suddenly that he was being forced to watch the spectacle. The other two guards were pounced upon by the gnolls flanking either side of the group, their arms held up uselessly in defense. Taken completely by surprise, they still mustered the instinct to guard themselves. Falling short against the seven-foot-tall, hulking beasts that came bounding into them, the men were overpowered and disarmed in the blink of an eye. The jaws of the demonic hyena snapped around the heads and necks of men, piercing and penetrating their armor with their teeth while they held them down in the long grass like rag dolls. As the screams of women and men and children break into the night in the savannah, it was echoed by the horrible laughter of the gnolls. Lorenzo's forehead was held by one clawed hand, and another of the beast's arms were wrapped firmly around his upper arms and chest. He was being forced against his will as a spectator to the slaughter. The panic-stricken caravan split apart as the merchants, pilgrims, and overwhelmed travelers became frantic. They tried to flee in every direction, some away from the savage feeding of one knoll, only to be pounced on by another in hungry anticipation. This continued until two small children and a woman, fleet of foot, remained alone in the grass with four of the beasts busy feeding on bodies. The children burst into a full sprint. Two of the mange-ridden terrors spun their heads as if on swivels, viscous dripping from their maws. They watched the children flee through the grass for only a moment before standing upon their back legs and sliding crude rope netting from their belts. Then they were off after the young. The guard watched the small girl quiver with fear. Obviously torn between which direction to flee, she crumpled to her knees. She locked eyes with him for just a moment before laying down on the grass and turning over as if to find one last experience of peace before death. Then, Lorenzo felt the world around him go dark when the back of his head was met by his captor's bone club. Slipping from consciousness, he hoped then that he would not awake from this nightmare, that he could accept death like the young girl did. After all, there are worse things than death in the clutches of the children of the Lord of Butchery.